You know what this is like? It's like those old movies we both love. Now I'm going to tell you my whole plan, and then I'm going to come up with some absurd and convoluted way to kill you, and you'll find an equally convoluted way to escape. Sounds good to me. Well, this ain't that kind of movie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar, and with me today is... Ralph. That's right. No Luke again. He's still working overseas over in the island of... Uh, Pipple Island. Yes. And Wales. That's where he is. I just made up an island. Um, this is episode number 129. And, uh, you know, Ralph picked the movies this week. So uh, it's his turn. You know, that's how we do here. Um, and as, as so, he kind of has like a little, there's kind of a, a little theme here, kind of. Uh, we're doing two new movies, obviously, and then one part of our marathon. Uh, the marathon pick is Bowfinger. It's going to be Bowfinger from 2000 something. Where was it? Do you remember the year? Bowfinger is 1999. Oh, was it 90s? Okay, late late 90s. Uh, all right. Yeah, I knew it was like close to there. Anyway, in addition to that, we're going to be reviewing the the newest or the third installment of the trilogy ending, maybe, so to speak, of the Conjuring series by reviewing the Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Likewise, we're going to review another zombie entry uh, by Zack Snyder himself, who's clearly blowing up this year, right? With uh, what's the other one? Justice League. Justice which, yeah. Right, I just totally forgot. The Zack Snyder cut. Right, the Zack Snyder's Justice League, as well as now his latest, Army of the Dead. So those are the movies you're going to be reviewing today. Don't forget to check this episode and all of our previous 120, 128 episodes we've done over at otherpodcast.com. Um, over there, you can keep up with our marathons, hmm. in particular our personal marathons that were each of us reviewing uh, as we, on a week, on a, not on a week-by-week week basis, but on a show-by-show show basis, um, as we trade off um, turns and stuff. And it's been kind of fun. It's, it's been really interesting. I've been enjoying this marathon, actually, quite a bit. Um, but before we get into some of the movies we've been watching in general, um, how have you been there, Rolf? Uh, I, mean, I, okay. I don't think I've seen you at all in the last two weeks. No. I mean, if you did, you did ignore me. Um, I would not ignore you. I think you would. I can see that. What? Well, like, oh, like pretend you're not my brother? Is that what you mean? Uh, yeah, I can see that. No, I would. Why? Uh, where did I get this? Uh, you know, this reputation for that? I don't. Uh, I don't do that. I don't know. I just see that. Okay. Well, what you do then? <laughs> uh, what did I do? I. Uh, what have I done? I haven't really been doing anything. I just got a new work schedule, uh, which isn't, like, the worst, I think. But at the same time, I started an hour earlier. But see, like, for people who work the afternoon shift like you, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, it's noon, 1 o'clock, what's the difference? For me, who I started early morning, that 4 a.m. slot, mm-hmm. I started at 3 a.m. That's a gigantic difference for me. Um I might as well work overnights at that point. To me, am I brutal? Honestly, uh, three a.m. is really early. Uh, I have to be in bed like by nine. T- I mean, ten is. I did it once at ten o'clock. I think I fell asleep like at ten thirty. Yeah, and I just, I did. It was not a good day, you know. 
Um, yeah, um, you're, you're they're forcing you to sleep like an old person. Right, right. I know it's unreal. Well, I need a different. My parents who are like sixty something, they don't they don't sleep that early at all. They go to sleep by seven. I'm waking up to go to work. <laughs> right, two in the morning. You know, right. Because <laughs> I have to wake up an hour early to get to work on time to get ready and to get to work. You know. So, like yeah. any normal human, I'm assuming some people maybe longer, some shorter, whatever the case is. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a new thing I have to deal with. It's kind of shitty because my wife comes home at like anywhere from eight thirty to nine. So like I'm literally going to bed as she's coming in the house sometimes. I'll be like, oh, I'll yeah. see you. So um, you barely see her. That's yeah, fine. Uh, no, yeah, it's, uh, it <laughs> is not the problem here. It is, it is a problem. But it's shitty because, like, I don't, you know, I just, I don't, I don't see her. You know, then I feel like I'm like, here's a list of things for you to do. Have a good day. Goodbye now. And it's kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, but besides that, I have been watching stuff. I just haven't been watching movies. I, uh, saw, I finished the whole show, a quick show on, uh, on what's it called? Uh, on Netflix. It's called okay. Yasuke. Um, okay. I don't know that one. Uh, yeah, called Yasuke. It's an anime. It's a Netflix original anime. Six episodes. I think they're like a little over 30 minutes. Hmm. Um, it just it had potential, but it was kind of meh overall. Um, yeah. It reminded me of like Afro Samurai mixed with like uh, um, like modern time, modern, like uh, modern and magic is like weird. It's like uh, technology and magic going on. Okay, all right. Um, but like I said, it was like it was it was weird. It was like weirdly paced, and then uh, I don't know. But overall, but besides that, I've been watching other anime as well, just catching up on stuff, um, new seasons of stuff, and things like that. Getting into shows, TV shows, uh, my shows that I like, you know, like to watch. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, what else do I do? I've been playing games, but I always play games. I think I did. I say it last podcast. I finished Spider Man Miles Morales. I don't know if you did or not. I know you told me, but I don't know if it was just me or if I was on the show. Well, I finished Spider Man Miles Morales. I owned it for like you know three months, and it took me forever to finish it because I never actually started it. And then I finished it like in a week because that's how long the game should take you for a normal normal person. Anyway, it's a short game. Um, I guess when you only have a couple, you, you can't just. Yeah, I played for like an hour and a half a day, so at a time, two hours, right. a day, you know. Right. Most. Makes sense. Makes sense. Right, uh, but I just picked up Returnal today. Plan on playing that soon. Oh, great! Yeah, get on that shit because um, just gonna switch on to me by saying that I this morning I beat uh, Resident Evil Village. Oh, very dope! How was it? Oh, it's fun. Um, it's fun. Uh, it's, a, it's definitely a win for me. But they're starting to, it's starting to be bad again. You know? Oh, as in, like, what way? Like, Resident Evil? Well, you know, the same thing where I... Veronica? It was really weird? Well, I guess of the main story, I guess. From the main story. I don't know a lot of the offset stuff. Like, like, uh, there's a lot of, like, like, Cole Veronica's one. I can't think of another one um, right now. But I know there's others. There's like, the, you know, the Resident Evil stories or whatever they're called. Um, right, right. There's a lot of offsets. I don't mean those. I mean from the main story, like if you follow the, the order or the numbers. Right. Um, so, and and it looks like they're repeating themselves. It's so weird. Capcom is treating this franchise so weirdly to me. Um, I don't know if you know much about Village, and I'm not going to spoil anything for you or anything, but what I will say is that the gameplay is very similar to Resident Evil 4. So that's what I've seen, and Yes. heard i haven't really seen much because i've been trying the, to the, the map the options the way you uh, do the loadouts 
Yeah, what's um, funny is that I, get, I I actually like watching streamers play horror games, and I have been avoiding it, so I don't get the story spoiled. Right. No, yeah, exactly. That's good. That's good. Stay away from the spoilers. Also, I mean, it'll, you ruin some of the scares, too, and some of the puzzle stuff. Right. That's um, we want you. We want. I want you to suffer and figure it out. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's not that bad. Um, I'm assuming it's not. No, it's not. It's not really. Um, I can't wait to play again. Uh, one of the good things about the like the the last I don't know four Resident Evils, and obviously I'm including the remakes. That includes the remakes. Um, have been pretty awesome as uh, as far as replayability uh, with the stuff that they have, the extras that they have to it. Kind of makes it fun to replay it in different difficulties or. With this added to it, it's just been fun. Um, and the more you play it, obviously, the less afraid you are of it, but still kind of like an, a fun time, you know. Um, that being said, though, it's uh, this one is reminiscent of Part 4, and it's funny that it comes out right like a year after the remake of Part 3, which is the last great, you know, a lot of people's opinions anyway, and mine, mine's included, the last great Resident Evil before they started going downhill. Before I, so they started getting more like action people. heavy and more like stupid with the story, and it got too like magic crazy with the oh, with okay. the with I the, see what you're saying. You didn't the like disease four? and the parasites. I did like four. I, I mean, atrás de ti, imbécil. You know, I love that shit. Right. I I was there with you on that one. Yes, we loved it, and I even like I like and love parts of part five, but it was starting to go. It wasn't horror anymore. It started to feel less horror, and it started with four. You know, if I'm really honest, it started with four. With the, all the amount of shooting and the craziness that happens, I'm like, I don't need to fight off a horde. I think that, you know, it's like it became a well, different I think it genre. Well, changed from survival horror to, to horror action, action horror. I would mm-hmm. say, yeah, yes. action horror. And um, right. it, it is, it was a different genre. I will agree with you there. Yeah, um, but I think four is probably the last best game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Two and four are my favorite games. Oh, uh, for me, two and three, but that's that's good. That's good. No, I I know yeah. two and three for sure. Your favorite, yeah. I would I would probably even say three probably wins for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. but two and four, are my favorite games. Uh, and it's just like I love two because there's like so much you can do, and there's two different stories, and yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, and the remake really made it awesome. The remake's great. Yeah, even I better. Agree. Um, and then four is, I don't know, man. It, it came out like at the perfect time. I think, in my opinion, and it was just so different. Where like how you move and everything, yeah. you still stop to shoot and stuff like that. But yeah, like I don't know, it was like it was different. I, mean, this one, I like right. it, and then I love the character too. The good thing about Vesting the Village and it's not yeah. spoiler is that there is no president's daughter you have to worry about, for example, <laughs> right? Right, and there's also like the game, the gameplay is updated, better, right, seamless. All, all the problems, ideally, with the mechanics, it's right. definitely better. This is a better version of Resident Evil Four for sure. If right. you want to go that way, but like, okay. and I did like the story overall, even if I didn't like some of the details, I liked the story overall. And, um, okay. but yeah, I had very similar, like, oof moments like, oh no, they're doing it. They're really doing it. They're just repeating themselves Yeah, in a very, very, in a very, like in a way where it's turning into again, horror action instead of uh, survival horror. And I was yeah, worried. I was worried because because you like you like the. Resident I want to be fucking scared. I creepy shit. That's why I love Biohazard. It was like, village oh, is seven, right? Village is seven. Or no, eight? village is eight. Hey, so right. yeah. so you liked seven, right? Yeah, it was a return to form. That house was creepy. It was, it was a return. It is creepy. I agree, but that was also kind of actiony. Yeah, I know it did get actiony, especially when they shifted perspectives on that ship, um, and you were that girl. Yeah, definitely. You're right. They still had their, their hang on, you know, and their hangings on from the past. But like, yeah, it's for the most part, it wasn't. When you had to deal with the family, which is the majority of the game, 
um, it was pretty much creepy all throughout. And then uh, and then it got pretty much off. The, like the third act was pretty much like, okay, not as good as the first two acts, but still. This one is more like one act of survival horror and then two acts of horror. So you're turning it more. You know what I'm saying? It's getting a little worse for me. Okay. Okay. Um, that's what I mean. It's a progression. So I don't I know get what, what the next saying. one looks like. But they did leave a big cliffhanger that I would love to talk to you about story-wise yeah, when, you, I, when, you, when you finish it. Yeah, okay. I mean, I will. I'll finish it eventually. I mean, you and I are doing this thing where uh, you bought Returnal and I bought RE Village so we can trade off the physical copies when we're done playing with them. Because I really want to play Returnal, but I don't have I don't have fucking money to pay pay, to pay for both. Right? Games, no, so. I think that's the first full price game that PlayStation Five mm-hmm. for exclusive that is original exclusive. Right. Let me rephrase that. So right. Think, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's seven. I mean, I paid for it. So awesome. yeah. Right. So I can't wait when we, when we trade places. But actually, what I can't wait for right now is to replay Village, get the mercenaries thing open, and you know, get those trophies or whatever. Have fun with it. Yeah. Now that I played it, maybe I'll stream a bit. But uh, I know it's like a long ass review. Just RE Village. I haven't told you what I've been doing the really last two is. weeks, but it's, like... it's been mainly that and watching House on Prime. I'm rewatching House for the first time. House, the show House, yeah. Like where um, everybody has the super rare diseases, and it's never lupus. Yeah, that's the one. Except for that one time. I think it is one time. I can't wait to get to that season. I'm only in season two. Every this is early days of TV still. So like, so it's lupus all of them. So every season has not. like 24 episodes. So I'm I'm only in season two, <sighs> even though I've been watching a lot of episodes. How do they get away with so many things? I don't know. How they, those fucking writers, bro. They pay them for that reason, right? Um, yeah, do something. Um, a lot of good actors too. A lot of actors that are big now. They're like guest stars and shit. It's fucking awesome watching it actually, uh, or rewatching it. Um, anyway, I don't know. Just for funsies, I'm watching House. So, but that's what we've been doing, and we're, now we're going to get into some recent discoveries, which I promise will be shorter because A, Rob hasn't seen anything new, as he said already, and B, I've only seen two things, um, and um, they're not really a lot to boast about, but I'll, I'll tell you about them right now. Uh, they're both available on Netflix, just so you know, and uh, the, and they're both horror movies. And again, I didn't do this because we're doing two horror movies as main reviews. Lies. It just <laughs> happens to be that way. Right. I just like horror movies. Sure. And I've never lied in my life. So let's continue. Uh, the first movie is from Spain, I believe. It's called Don't Listen. At least that's the American translation. In Spanish, it's called Voces. Um, anyway, Daniel and Sarah have a nine-year-old son, Eric, and they've just moved to a new home, not knowing the neighbors call it the House of the Voices. Eric is the first one to notice the odd noises behind each door. That is not a very great synopsis. But either way, <laughs> um, it is a good synopsis for the first five minutes or for first ten minutes or something. Sure, of the movie. But as far as the movie itself, it's a lot to do with EVP type of supernatural phenomenon. It is definitely more of a creepy feel movie with some jump scares, but it doesn't rely on them too much, thankfully. But it does rely on them a little. Um, so I'm just giving you the the feel of the horror, right? Um, yeah, and it's really, uh, it, what I like about it is that it goes to what you think um, the third act's going to be. It's actually in the first act, and it really sets up the movie when you realize, like, oh, shit, the thing that you expected, this tr- the tragedy you expected, maybe, or the the catharsis of the moment right before the end kind of uh-huh. thing in a horror movie that you might have expected, is actually the reason why the rest of the movie exists, and it's actually in the first half, or in the first third. Um and it's uh, so for that, I admire that it kind of zigged when I thought it was in a zag. And yep. then the father becomes really the, the main 
hero and he's usually never the main hero like the father figure and then he's kind of like oh we just moved to a new home and it's haunted thing the father's almost always last place to give a shit about because he's the one who believes the less and the one that people rely to the least because he's not going to believe it anyway he's usually the mother or the kid right in this case it's the father and again pretty cool that they did that so yeah it's a it's an overall good enough movie it's not like a great movie or anything like that but I enjoyed it. Um, if you're interested in you know watching a Spanish horror movie, uh, but a much better movie I think um, that I saw also on Netflix is called Things um, Things Heard and Seen, and I only saw it purely on the strength of Amanda Seyfried, who stars in the movie. Uh, this is a period piece, actually. Is it a period piece? No, it's not. Sorry, it just looks like one. Sorry, it's not a period <laughs> piece. Um, an artist relocates to the Hudson Valley and begins to suspect that her marriage has a sinister darkness, one that rivals her new home's history. Um, and it, it's it, right. It's just it's just so mind blowing because they moved to a town that okay. um, has like a very cult following to the writings of this 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 uh, older now dead artist painter guy who took his his inspirations from this guy who wrote all this philosophical, almost religion kind of thing. And, and, and therefore the town's very heavy into religion, but also like this other added thing from this guy who wrote something a long time ago. And it's like a weird town. It, it feels like a resident evil town without any other resident evil stuff. Like the lore, you can imagine them building the houses to match the descriptions of the paintings. You know, you can oh, okay. imagine them like they don't do it, but you can see it. You know I mean? That's how, devout they kind of are about it and weird about it too but also they're kind of like you know ease you into it you know you're a new person it's okay we can talk right. they're not like exactly like gonna be like you know um, Shiva all, all the way down um so it's a very creepy feel i like the town a lot in the movie i like amanda seafood a lot in the movie um i think it goes to really cool places overall again not spoiling anything here it, it's a horror movie and it's like there is some sort of thing going on supernatural in the house like some dead thing some spirit thing uh, but in addition to that as is all this other creepy stuff that involves around this marriage that these two are clearly not like adult enough to fucking get, you know, and that's the really sad part, I guess. And that's the emotional hook, but uh-huh. I recommend it for that stuff. Okay. And it's uh, very good. I liked it. And that's a, uh, they're both new movies, 2021 movies, um, things heard and seen on Netflix. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review uh, the movie right now out in theaters called uh, The Conjuring. What's it called? The full title? The Devil Made Me Do It. That's right. The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. That's some fucked up shit. <laughs> Stay with us. Hey. You okay there? Jesus. I think I heard someone. This is Ed Warren, here with Lorraine. All right, let's get started. Residents of Brookfield were shocked this afternoon by the broad daylight murder of Bruno Sauls. The court accepts the existence of God every time a witness swears to tell the truth. I think it's about time they accept the existence of the devil. Whatever was going on, whatever happened that day, that was not Arnie. It's a witch's totem. We think your family was cursed. That connection's still broken. 
the Warrens investigate a murder that may be linked to a demonic possession. This is The Conjuring. Whoa, the devil very, made me do it. Very simple premise. Synopsis there. Very simple premise. Very simple premise. Uh, this movie is directed by Michael Chavez. Uh, written by too many people, but we'll do the top two. David Leslie Johnson, Mick Goldrick, and James Wan. Starring the one and only Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga, uh, Ruari O'Connor, Sarah Catherine Hook, Julia Hillard, John Noble, and a bunch of shit ton of other people. Um, just for the top couple people. Uh, that being said, Oscar, what do you think of The Conjuring? That uh, definitely made me do it. I want to start off by saying that um, the director of Chavez um, mm-hmm. could be Chaves. That's all I'm saying. Could be. You don't know. We don't know. You know what? I'm going to click on him now because you said something. Yeah, if he's and brown, I guess he's Chavez. <laughs> or brown I mean, enough. He's Probably. He did the Curse of La Llorona, so I'm going to go with Chavez. Oh, yeah. I'm going with Chavez, too, then. <laughs> <laughs> Although it, it is Chavez with an S and not a Z. Yes. So that's, that's, that's a little a little bit of a red herring there. A little bit of a something, of a misdirect. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I don't know what that is. But, right, that's what threw me out, the Z. But the Curse of La Llorona, I mean, that's not, the, that's not the OG one, right? That's not the good one, right? That's not the one that... Mm. People. That's the one that just recently came out. That's the American version. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Yes. I really want to see the, the La Llorona, I think it's just called. I heard that's I think it's called movie. La Llorona. Correct. I heard yes. that's good. It's on Shutter. I want to see that. Anyway, that's not that's beside the point. Just, so The Conjuring, I'm glad they didn't just go with Conjuring 3, although they're a little weirder on the, on the, on the Part 3 because Part 2 is called Part 2. It's called Conjuring 2. It's not called Conjuring uh, the Nun fucking fights back you know um, <laughs> right so that or, or the nun's revenge um yes it's okay okay so besides the inconsistencies of the titles um what i thought of this movie is that as a third installment into this trilogy and i'm not in, i'm not counting the annabelle uh side stuff i'm not counting right. the other there's another one the nun actually the actual nun like a whole period piece I'm not counting those i think this is the third this is the worst one of the three but i still enjoyed it it's not saying that it's like terrible or particularly bad i don't think my problem with it if anything is that it's just not particularly good um you know not that it makes it boring necessarily it's just very um very tame i guess and very you know overall i would say um predictable you know in a way that even the even in the scary suspense scene by scene breakdown stuff wasn't um isn't as creative as the last two especially the first one which is still my favorite it is like the first one's like better than the two and three i think combined um so there's that problem it's hard to beat the first one too but still whatever it didn't beat it is my point so i say that's like the biggest issue going into this movie or coming out of it i mean um but the, the you know the characters the warrens they're still pretty great as the warrens you know they're um, they're they're stable. They're like the rock solid, steady. There's a word for it. There's a constant. They're the constant of the movies of the Conjuring movies. When it's all chaotic and whatever, they may disagree sometimes, but they don't really. Right. They don't. They're always rock solid. They're never going to actually fight. They're never going to do anything cliche regarding you know when it comes to a relationship and high tension drama. 
or high tension suspense or horror or thriller. Like they're not gonna fucking separate. They're not gonna like do something really overly stupid. I love that about them. And this movie at least keeps that to keeps keeps to its word on that. So that's good. Very much enjoyed how they kept to that. Um, you know, I liked some other stuff, not so much another stuff. We'll go to the details as we go along. Cool story overall. I don't know the real the real story yet. I didn't read up on it. But yeah, that's what I think. Okay. You? Um that seems reasonable. Now, am I correct? The part two is the one they go to London? Uh yeah, England. I don't know. I think it's London or like a side side or suburb, uh, or, suburb or whatever the case yeah, would be maybe. of uh close to Londonish. Yeah. Or whatever the case is. Somewhere in England, nonetheless, right? I am mm-hmm. correct about that. Yes, you are. Um that being said that I would kind of agree with you there. Um part three is the lesser than of the main conjuring trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um considering Annabelle's and anything else. Um I did like uh what they do with uh um, Lorraine Warren's character overall. Um I uh I did appreciate what's going on in that aspect. Uh everything else though, it just felt like uh it did feel I don't know if you uh, tame is a good word for what you used. Um I just felt like it was kind of like paint by numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, um in that aspect. Don't get me wrong, I still had fun watching the movie. I still think it's an okay movie. Um but from what I expect from them, I just feel like and also, like, it's it literally the poster says the demonic case that shocked America. Uh, I don't know, I guess. I mean, I think the first one was more shocking. Um, but at the same time, the first one's more known. So maybe, I guess, why it's the case, specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the words being used are very specific to fit the title or fit the movie. Yeah, well, let me ask you a question. Did you grow up? knowing about any of these hauntings any of the three um i grew up with the first one yeah knowing about the first one the first one is like it's from it's supposed to be the amityville house is that correct correct yes i did grow up with the amityville horror or whatever the case is of that aspect yes right and i think the only reason we probably know that one um because i've heard of that too is because of the older movie the 70s movie i i agree yes and probably exactly what as well, with uh, uh, the Ryan remake, Reynolds. I, I don't even think I saw it. I might have seen it. I can't be, to, to be honest with you. I think I, I saw it in theaters, and I honestly don't remember anything about it. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Uh, I'm in the same boat. You know, this could be a case of our upbringing. Not to say that we are, you know, we're not immigrants. We were born here. But, like, we didn't, um, we still didn't grow up with a lot of things that are very common to people who have been here a lot longer, like, generation-wise, you know? We didn't. Our parents were not here in the seventies. They were alive in the seventies, no. but they weren't here. They were. um, right. You know, they didn't grow up as children or in those times where they would know what the hell the Warrens are. What the hell, I don't know, Charlie Manson or some other serial killer, whatever. You know, whatever big sure. deal stuff was around. So I, I know this because um, oftentimes with my friends who have been here long, um, they would say like, "You never heard of?" I would say like, "Oh yeah, it's like Resurrection Mary." And I'm like, what the hell is Resurrection Mary? And she and they're like, do you know who that is, by the way? No. Wow. Well, it's, it's a big deal. Zero. Zero Resurrection clue. Mary is like the biggest ghost, most popular ghost or haunting, if you want to call her that, sure. in Chicago. Really? A huge deal in Chicago. And when I read is up it on like it. like Bloody Mary? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I, I guess a lot of her, a lot of her is based on 
Bloody Mary, or Bloody Mary was based on her, I think. I'm not sure okay. about that. Um, I'm kind of just working on memory right now. But we did a show on her, and they were like, we went, we drove to the cemetery, like, not too much in the south side either. It was in the south side, but not that much south. And it's in the city, and it's in this fucking huge-ass, um, you know, graveyard that I, cemetery, whatever, that I've been to before. And it's so weird that we went to this. Like, I never heard of any of this. So, yeah. So, I feel like some of this stuff is just not for, like, shocked America? Sure, but I wasn't there. I never heard of this. Um, right. Yeah. I don't know if that means anything. I was just pointing something in there. Uh, yeah. Did you feel anything else regarding, like, uh, the paint by numbers? Like, what made you feel that way for you? I don't know. I just feel like I've seen something similar to where, like, I was, it wasn't me. I blacked out kind of thing. Um, aspect of that like uh i'm not normally this person Mm -hmm. um the fact that it's a demonic possession and not a like uh, or demonic possession that they're most of them are demonic positions but it's more like i guess without spoiling the movie um i just little things like little things in the movie just made it feel like i've seen them in different movies um similar reasons as to why they're saying what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just didn't yeah. feel like it was as... I don't want to say genuine, because it did feel like... It still felt like a story from the Warrens, you know? It just didn't feel like it was anything considered as special as the other ones, even though at the same time it is... I mean, I don't know. It's really weird to say it, I guess. I don't want to take less than, but it does feel less than. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that for sure, um, and I agree overall. Uh, even if I can't put my finger on it, I think, uh, I think the main thing about it is that it's using a lot of the, it's like using a lot of the tricks, but very little, not very little, but like noticeably little less of the craft that mm-hmm. was put into the last two movies. You know, so I think that's what makes you feel like. Very familiar, but not in a good way, like in a in a paint by numbers way or cheaper way, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and it does feel like a rerun, maybe. And also the fact that they've dealt with. Um, I mean, the, the problem has always been demons in all three movies. It's okay. never been. It's never been like um, a ghost or anything like that. Not to mention there are other types of things. I mean, they. I mean, this one there's a different there's a different flavor of villain if you want to call her that. But um, sure. But it's really demon, demonic in nature. Right. And they always deal with demonic stuff, I guess, in nature. Um, which is supposed to be more rare, but also more violent because it sells more tickets. Um, <laughs> right. right. Let's see. What else do you want to talk about before spoilers? Um, Honestly, I don't, I don't really know without getting into spoilers, to be honest. Um, well, I do want to say that it was, I was glad to see John Noble. Um, on the screen again. It's been a while. The dude from from Fringe and from Lord of the Rings, right? He played the oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the the evil kind of like king in waiting, right? Not really the king, but whatever the steward of Gondor. Sure, mm-hmm. um, that's him. Does a really good job, I think, in this movie. I mean, overall, as I mean, for as long as he is in there, uh, I liked how the his his role in the movie reminded me of um of a. Uh, Oh my god, what's the name of that show? Uh, the police drama that's very popular. SVU, what's it called? It's not called SVU, it's called something, and then it's called SVU. Um, 
fuck. I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of it. Special elevators inspector or whatever it's called. <laughs> um, Specialized um, it's nuts. No, it's victims unit. Yeah, it's for, I know. Yeah, it's for you. Special victims unit. I'm trying to think of the name of the show. Anyway, it felt like one of those episodes of, of, of one of those shows. Um, the movie did when it when it when it when it came to John Noble because the movie could have almost been a a a whodunit. It is kind of it kind of has the bones of a whodunit mystery, like a detective case thing, and the Warrens are the or the detectives in charge of solving it. You know, it's not like the other two movies. And this is where it makes it unique, I guess, where like the goal of the movie, because it opens right away pretty hard, right? But it opens like insanity already, chaotic stuff. And you originally think it's like a flashback. We're going to leap back in time and going to, or it's a flash forward. I mean, and, um, and then, you know, and then you realize that, oh, this guy who took in the demon for his, uh, not even brothers, like those, this kid, whatever, and um, and then he himself, future brother-in-law, yeah, brother, almost brother, like future brother-in-law, right? Um, right, right, right. And takes in the demon for him, very exorcist-like, a lot of exorcist mm-hmm. tones in that beginning, I think. Um, and uh, and because of that, like he kills someone, and then it wakes up from his stupor, right? And then you know he's off to jail with it. And the whole point of the movie after that, the, like the the concept is to is for the warrants to prove. And I guess solve like what happened to him, where did this demon come from, and they can kind of prove it to the court, right? And um, and to do so, they have to solve this mystery. So it becomes like a weird detective thing. But instead of like flesh and blood murderer, it's a demonic murderer, you know. Um, and you're trying to figure that out. So in a way, it really could have been an SVU episode. Um, it almost was, and they even play with the evidence the same way in one or two scenes that I will highlight later. But yeah, I just want to say that it reminded me of that. So that could be good or bad. It depends on your your taste there. I think it could have been way more cooler if they kind of played it up a bit more. Um, maybe they didn't realize that it was looking like that. And then they could have, like, maybe they just didn't know what they had. But I think it could have been cool if they kind of played it up that way. Almost like seven meets the conjuring. Um, it could have been cool. Anyway, uh, why don't we, why don't we uh, go to spoilers? for this movie and then uh, we can speak freely on especially the villain i want to talk about the villain too so uh spoilers for the conjuring slash the devil made me do it starting right now i'm only interested in reality but i can see things that your people can't Something terrible happened here. A master Satanist is not an adversary to be taken lightly. She's doing it again. She's reaching out to the darkness. Lorraine, you need to come back. Saving him with everything you have. Because that's what a military will cost. Lorraine! 
So what do you what do you want to get into first? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I guess I want to get into us. Uh, are we spoilers? Yes. Um, then I would say, I guess I want to get into the fact that uh, the most exciting thing for me is uh, Lorraine Warren's character getting to see her backstory. What did you think of that? Uh, you talking like about her the backstory? Yeah. Oh, right. Because um, we've always had like hints of what she can do. She can kind of see things. She can kind of not. But in this one is very prevalent. Yes, they definitely definitely use it as if she's a a superhero. You know. Like she has an ability. It happens to be a really fucked up ability, and it's weird. And it's it was cool though that scene when they're at the morgue. Um, oh yeah, great! Scene. And and the villain witch like piggybacks on her power to mm-hmm. right. That's really cool. Right, right, right. That was really cool. And resurrect oh, body. Great line too when she's like, oh, "God sent me here to uh, whatever stop you." She's like, "Your God condemned you." Like, Woo, let's go. Right. It was kind. Of, it was kind of cool. It was like two foes of equal value, like fighting. It, it was. I also cool felt like uh, the main girl or whoever the witch is. This aspect uh, making all the curses. I felt like she was like a nobody until she was a somebody, and it kind of was like oh, okay. Like I guess we could have just left her as a nobody. It didn't really matter. Um. But at the same time, I was like, I mean, it makes sense how they tied it together. So it's not like it didn't work for me. It was just like, oh, okay. She felt like the villain, the, the weird voodoo witch doctor from The Princess and the Frog. Oh, you my know? God. I haven't seen that movie in forever. But yeah. Made a deal with uh, friends from the other side, so to speak, right? Yes, yes. And yes, has yes. deals with them and shit. involves humans Correct. and taking their... Right. It's a very similar. Very, very It similar. is, yeah. Now that the more I think about it, the more it, and the more it tracks. Um... And and the way her and then she meets the end very similar to that guy, couldn't keep up the, couldn't keep up his end of the bargain and they have to take something so they take her and the, or in the movie the Disney movie they take the dude, um, into their hell or whatever, so that's that's very a- accurate too. I would say that the one thing I guess maybe with this villain is that even though that is cool and that scene is fucking badass that morgue scene like I mentioned resurrecting the, also the way she piggybacks to to find them like where they live and their name and shit like the way she's like she's like google searching for them but in the astral plane or something it's very interesting how she she's like playing their as her their her own detective game and figuring out who's chasing her it's a very right. cool thing also considering that it's 1981 i want to say this is all before pre-internet and whatnot so like of it's course. interesting how she uses her powers to do what we can do easily today yeah, that is true. It is um, in a weird way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. I would agree. That's kind of that's kind of cool. I like that scene too, and it surprises the husband. And it does. House. Yeah, it was cool. But anyway, the thing I was gonna say about the villain is that um, I think uh, one of the main problems, though, is that she is less scary than the last two villains. Yeah, she is because she's human, right? Um, she's and human. yeah, even though she's got a cool ability where she gets to see her, um, she gets to see Lorraine Warren's like. I guess position and like in general, like what she sees and everything, uh, they kind of like are kind of connected. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, it, it still takes like less than, cause it's like, you know, there can't be anything too supernatural, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. There's a, a limit. Yeah. There is a limit to a certain extent, of course. Cause, uh, <laughs> That that like I said, like you said, that scene in the uh, morgue is fantastic, and what she's able to do, you're like, holy fuck! 
Um, and it's really cool. But at the same time, it's just like, oh, okay, that's like about the extent of your ability, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I would say I would agree to that. Um, I would say that the 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 bad thing about part two is that I didn't like exactly how they handled Lorraine. Like Lorraine's okay. story in it was that she seemed. I mean, it's part of the thing. You want to add drama, a different kind of drama, right? You you make her lose control, or sure. make her lose something. And the way they did it, I just it just felt wrong. But it made her like be more of a bystander to the potential downfall of her husband. You know, she saw yeah, she saw the prospect yeah, I, of her husband being killed um, by the nun. But it is thing. it is almost like also like uh, I don't know my abilities that well. Kind of, it, you almost take it in that aspect, right? You can even say that. Yeah, that's a good. You could say that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, totally right. And I feel like that they short shrifted her in some fashion. So I would say this one, they do. I do like her, her role in it. Her yeah, very much. Uh, what's his name? Ed is like almost a secondary character in a hundred percent. And like without Lorraine, this fucking you are not solving this case. Yeah. Well, I would say that you know maybe this is what makes the first one even better is that I think in the first one they feel equal. They do. I agree. Even I though agree. she has the powers and she he knows that, but he's always yeah. telling them he's the he's the guy who he's got he's the guy with the bedside manner, so to speak, on the information. And, yes, yes. And but in doing so he's also like a very good protector for her. Even yeah, though he has all the power. And it's very right. interesting. The first one is very cool, I think. But but looking at it in hindsight also, because yeah. um, during the movie obviously, you know, your first reactions and everything but like in hindsight if you look at it it's almost like a bookend where she's he's looking out for her and now she's looking out for him so yeah uh i talk about in the third one or in the second one i'm talking about in general like yeah. I, I always felt like ed is like looking out for her mm-hmm. um yeah, and there's always like i need to take care of her and he's very much uh your your standard hero you know um and uh in He's very much very uh, very very forward, very much the shield and the sword kind of aspect, and she's there as the defensive mage or whatever you want to call it, consider. And then <laughs> it does feel like that a little bit. Yeah. Um, video game logic, of course. Magic missile. And then right, <laughs> yeah, magic missile, one hundred percent. And then in this one, it does feel like uh, he's he's like a blunt sword, <laughs> you know, like. Uh, and uh, she has to be her his shield, and she has to be the mage at the same time. So, right, right. And in this one, in this third one, he's hobbled right by that heart thing he got. Yeah, that was actually a really cool scene. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are uh, very cool moments in this movie for sure. Right. Yeah. I, I. I guess. Yeah. And I. And you know. And I don't know. I, I guess I don't know what's the point. I guess, you know, having seen part three, I guess I'm seeing less and less of the point of making these movies. I mean, besides the obvious, you know, it's a horror movie and it's a sure. way to make more money. Besides that, yeah. um, I'm not seeing, like, a definitive point to them. Even, like, the take Back to the Futures 2 and 3, even that, like... There's yeah. a direct correlation between them, um, as opposed to one and two, you know. Um, right. So I don't know. I, I guess I'm just feeling a little off by it, and 
Maybe that's another reason why it's maybe like third place out of the three movies. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is more like a, almost like a timeline of they did this, this, then they did this, then, and this is the one that either almost put them out of commission or was something that was almost, you know, to that extent, I would say. Yeah. And also, um, you know, the, also the biggest flaw in all three movies, technically, although obviously not the first one because the first one is the first one, um, is that you know they're alive way down the road. Yeah, that is, that is a thing, you know of what course, because I think, they, I think they, they ruined that in like either part two or one of the Annabelle Oh, no, they, they ruined it in part one. They tell is, you, it, is it part one? Yeah, they tell you right away in part one. Um, not yeah. be, maybe not at the beginning of the movie, but at the end, they do that thing where they but, all do but, at the end. But at the same time, you. like that, that's not the worst if you're just doing a story. Like, you know they're going to win, but it doesn't matter as long as the journey is still good, you know? Um, right. Well, yeah, ideally, right, the journey is still good. But we're gonna, like we said earlier, and I'm, I guess you agree with me on this, is that the the craft of the third one is like, considerably, well, not just noticeably, uh, a little lesser than the other two. Yeah, it is. It is a little lesser. I would say, yeah. I, I did have more f- overall, more horror and more fun watching it. I guess because also they did a really good job of tying like sub movies to this. Um, in the other movies, like in part one, it's just so open for everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, part two is um, not as open, but at the same time, still open. And then you have the nun, and you have stuff going on. And then this one, it just it does feel more like just kind of like an ending to their roles like we're probably not going to get anything directly from them maybe we'll get like assistance in other movies but if they do make another movies but i don't think we're going to get anything directly that they're fixing i feel like this is like very close to their last role of helping of a big case yeah maybe i mean so it seemed pretty like I mean, I would say that Ed Warren is starting to, like, wane a bit. Like, ah, uh, he may be thinking of retiring soon, like... I mean, yeah, I mean, the guy was in a wheelchair for a little bit and walking with a cane. Yeah. So, like... Right, yeah. But before, even before, like, in that opening with the kid, with the very 80s glasses. Yeah. I also um, felt, like, lack of uh, daughter. I didn't see her at all. That's... Oh, my God, I was going to mention that, too. Like, that's another thing that the first two did a lot, is that they... Uh, they I'm not saying because... I mean, well, they would show the daughter more... In the relationship as she's growing, right? Because she's very young, noticeably younger in Correct, the first yes. movie than the second one, and from the second to the third, also noticeably difference in age. And um, right. you know, and it seems it could be the same actress too, because they wait a few years between the movies too, so it could be the same actress. They do, um, yeah. And um, and in the first two, they really do show like their life routine with their kid. Obviously, it makes sense. Yeah, and I feel but like this, this one, one like no. the kid was like either not like in boarding school or something. It's just so yeah. weird. Like maybe yeah. she's in the phase of like not wanting to talk to her parents. But uh, I, not, I don't know if you know this, Prof. But in the in between the movies, uh-huh. I think between one and two, or maybe even two and three, uh-huh. um, you know, the daughter has her own movie. You know about this? The, is that no. the Annabelle thing? Oh, is is that the Annabelle thing? I think so. Was it? I think it was Annabelle related. It was something related where like the Warrens. Oh, where she a, gets like attracted to it, right, or something like that. Yeah, like her friend and shit come over. They come. <laughs> yeah, over, I do remember that. With it You know what? I I do. Yeah, I just I've I've only seen those movies once. To be honest with you, me too. Me too. Me 
Yeah. Um, and I just saw him not thinking anything great of it. But they, they do show sure. the Warrens in the beginning of it. And they're like, okay, honey, we're going to go on this case for a while. And we'll be back this weekend or whatever they say. And in the whole time frame of the movie lasts until they get home, basically. And uh, and with her checking out, maybe like that, the events of that movie, like, is like, okay, I'm going to stay away from my parents now. <laughs> I don't know what. Maybe she's being maybe. a rebellious teenager because of all that shit. But right. it is that I kind of missed her in it because I feels like it would, it, it could be that reason, but the movie didn't show that either. So let's just say the movie didn't have time for this daughter. Well, and I wish it, they did. It, yeah, no, I agree. Because I feel like it, it, it kind of grounds them. And at the same time, it also like makes it feel like, like they're more human than, you know, just like, I don't know. Oh, than superheroes? They're not, they're not human. Yeah, exactly. Not superheroes, but just like, like they have, they're they're still they're human as in like they have other responsibilities besides helping everybody else that's fucking you know mm-hmm. needs to be exercised and shit like that. Yeah. Um, not exercising, you know what I'm saying. Whatever. Yeah, it also kind of bugs me that all three movies I still don't know how they make their money. I mean, it's obviously a lot of help from. Um, yeah, you know what? That is a true story. I didn't even think about it, but I always thought that it was like I know they help the seminars church. I mean, the first movie, from, it opens with them doing a whole class thing, right? But, yeah, I do remember that, yeah. I think it's a mix of, like, help from the church, help from donations and stuff like that um, in general. But I just, like, it is it is really weird how, obviously, like, it is almost like, uh, it's almost like, uh, I hate to say it, but it's almost like, uh, well, God placed us in this role and God's taking care of us, but they they say that, sure, but it's like they never show it, and it's really weird. So yeah, okay, yeah, I can I can see that. Um, I mean, it's not it's not a big deal, but it, you know, three movies. I don't know how they make their money. I, I don't think uh, I don't think uh, these seminars are really making that much money. They'd have to do it all the time, I guess. Uh, I'm thinking porn at this point. Porn, right? Seventies porn. So all, all the bush. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. That's happening. No trimming. Hundred percent bush. Not right. Why would you do that? Um, right. Right. So anyway, it's just interesting. Interesting to think about. Um, I don't know. It's really uh, it's kind of all I have. What did you think of how it all ended? You know, with the with the couple, with the guy in the jail and the girlfriend. And um, I so like I felt a little weird with. Um, I liked what they did with the whatever the guy's name is in the movie. The 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 guy who's being possessed. Um, Artie. What was his name? Artie. Uh, yeah, strange name. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, not super strange for the times, but Artie. Um, uh, when he's being possessed and then he's being like, he's doing things like killing the guy or the way he sees things. I like what they did there. I thought that was a great job. And I felt like it was less than when stuff that was happening towards Ed, for example. Um, Ed was like, he was seeing things also, but I felt like they didn't show any of it. It was like really weird. I was like, he's seeing the enemy, but he's not, but then they don't show it. And he's like almost about to stab his wife. And it's like, it's, it's, like, it's, it's done almost like, like it's almost like they didn't commit to the same way, but uh, overall, like I did like the fact that like how it worked, and uh, they used it to their advantage, you know, um, to destroy the altar and destroy everything else, and then how the the villain, whatever her name was, I already forgot, because uh, it doesn't matter because she doesn't need a name, um, got uh, got her just uh, desserts with, uh, you know, hey. Uh, the demon requires a soul, so 
it's yours or somebody else's. Dude, she got bent out of shape with that demon. Oh, dude, fuck it, 100%. And it was, like, almost, like, worth it to see it. But at the same time, it was, like, uh, like, what else did you expect, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a, I was a, it was a very good way to end her, so to speak. Um, I do like that. And I guess I do like overall the idea of the human, of a human, right? Of a witch, something. That's kind of cool. But again, you know, um, not quite as scary as the other ones. Um, you know, the, the, I, li- I like how you're saying about how Ed was seeing something else or we weren't sure what he was seeing compared to the, the boy who was in jail, who we did see. We saw the whole right. process of him leading up to the murder. Yeah, I thought it was a great job with it. Yeah, and I, I think so too. It did a good job of the, the disorientation, the um, adding shadows where they shouldn't be, right? To sneak up on him, so to speak. Um, but, uh, I think, uh, I think the only reason they had to do it that way is because, um, there's no conceivable monster version of Lorraine that Ed would kill, you know? So like, yeah, I guess. No, no. It, it made sense because he's yeah. not really being super possessed. He's just yeah. being made to like yeah. seem like shit's going on, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I, like overall, like you just have to do thinking of that part of the movie, but People who watch movies like this don't really think. They just want to, you know, it's a, they don't think too much, right? Should I say? Did you buy um, that John Noble, the father of the witch girl or whatever? Uh, did you buy the whole thing about? Uh, I mean, I kind of, I don't want to say I saw it coming, but he looked like he, the way he, when he, when he showed that room and I was like, this motherfucker's in on it a hundred percent. Yeah, you did say no that. Nobody yeah, keeps that shit. I was like, holy fuck. Like, what? <laughs> He's just like, it's kind of crazy. Like, who keeps this shit without saying, like, I'm actually in love with it, you know? I mean, I wonder if Ed and Lorraine saw this and thought that he was a wacko. I'm like, how many times have we shown people and they think we're wackos? Right. Uh, well, that lawyer didn't. I'll tell you that much. That was a great scene where I almost want to see. We, we talked about that too when it, when it happened. Oh when right, they hired yeah. the lawyer. Yes, when they hired the lawyer. You were like, "Well, come over to our house. We'll convince you." And like, we want to see that. Is I, I made fun of it about, about blooper reel. Of course, there's no bloopers in this movie, but like, I want to see that like scene of how she got convinced. Um, they could have done a wild things thing where they show the the scenes in between the scenes. You know what I mean? The, that would have been cool too. But at the same time, it was cool where she's just looking like, "How am I in this position in court?" And you're like, "That's great. That was that was a good scene." Also, it, it it overall worked out. But it was like, like obviously she was gonna get convinced. Like fucking that room, dude. That room has anything for something for anybody. Mm-hmm. That's true. So. Well, that was the part that reminded me of that whole cop drama uh, formula where, like, one of the first people they see, they interview relating to the case of the murder, like, yeah. turns out to be, like, they come back to that guy because he was the actual guy all along, or he had the right, right answer all along, and they have to right. come back. It's very similar to that in the case of figuring out who this witch is. Yeah. Um, that was what reminded me of that. And, that's mm-hmm. the, and the whole map thing, too, like, the figuring out the pattern of it. Like, come on. This is very much like a detective drama show. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, I remember when you were saying you thought it was going to be a court drama. Like yeah, I did. Oh, that's right. I did think so. Yeah, And felt I, like I was opening. glad that it wasn't a court drama. Right. Yeah, I was glad for it, too. Um, mainly because maybe maybe the whole um, the exorcism of Emily Rose might have... Uh, I never saw that. ...spoiled that for everyone. Because that's like a courtroom drama with flashbacks. Oh, is it? With flashbacks, yeah. Um, it's where the father who did the exorcism is uh, on on trial, and he has oh, to okay. recount what happened and shit. 
And uh, and it's funny because that one you get a lot of details of the case known up front. Like you know that the girl died before she actually you get to see her get possessed, you know, whatever. So yeah. very interesting. And that's a very good movie, though. It's a, it's a fun movie. You should watch it. Okay. Um, but uh, that's not the movie. Anyway, but I have nothing else on this Conjuring movie. I thought it was uh, okay. It's not yeah. like uh, a bad movie. I hate, I hate to say it for the third movie, it is third place. Like, I, it is yeah. one, two, three. Literally, that's the order. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agree completely. And that's it for our review of The Conjuring, The Devil mm-hmm. Made Me Do It. Um, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to review our second film of the evening. Another new-ish movie, or a pretty new movie. What's it called, Ralph? Uh, that's Zack a Snyder. very good question. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Zack Snyder's... Uh, was, is it The Army of the Dead? or No, Army I think dead? it's just Army of the Dead. Oh, okay. Army of the Dead. Yeah. Check it out, guys. And, mm-hmm. you know, stay with us. Mr. Ward. How would you like to make $50 million on a warm summer's evening? On a train bound from nowhere, met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring. Out the window at the darkness, the boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces. Think about everything we did, all those people we saved. The way they held their eyes. Look what it does. You don't mind my saying. What if? I can see you're out of age. What if just once? We did something just for us. You ready to play? There's $200 million in the vault beneath this trip. With a 32-hour window to get it out. Find the safe. This should be a simple in and out. It's not too late to go back. If you're gonna play the game, Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, <laughs> venturing into a quarantine zone to <laughs> pull really out the greatest it? heist ever attempted. Yes, it really does say that. This is a written and directed it by Zack Snyder. I probably wrote uh, the synopsis too. <laughs> I think so. I mean, <laughs> anyways, it, it was there. That's why I had to say that. <laughs> uh, starring Dave Bautista, Ella Purnell, Omari Hardwick, um, Theo Rossi, uh, Matthias, I can't say his last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, oh, Hiroki Sanada. I've always liked him and stuff. Shane Nataro in this. Uh, yeah, Sanada has been in with Mortal Kombat. He's killing it. Huh? Yeah, I agree. This year. Uh, that being said, this was, um, what's it called? You know, because it's, I guess it's a horror, right? I no, no, it fucking is. It for real is. It is, yeah, yeah. Kind of like um, Resident Evil Village is action horror. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, hear you. <laughs> I love the, uh, I like the uh, the poster of this movie, uh, where they're standing on like all the slot machine thing, the neon stuff, the bright color stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's all very, very Vegas. You know that um, that poster is reminiscent of Atomic Blonde for me. Oh, you know what? That's a good. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. It reminds me of Atomic Blonde yep, in a good okay. way, obviously. Really in a good good way, obviously. We really, we did really like that movie. Uh, that being said, uh, you went first last time, so I'll go first on this one. Um, I thought it was fun. I mean, I thought it was fun. 
overall. Uh, it was a cool story to have. Also, I feel like I've seen this before, but I can't remember where. Um, uh, is it called? Like uh, is it called um, that uh, South Korean zombie movie? What's it called? Um, yeah, Peninsula. No, I didn't see that one. Oh, we didn't see that one. It feels no. like a lot like Peninsula. <laughs> okay, so I mean, I, I just maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I've seen an anime or something like this. I don't know. Maybe. But besides the point. Um, I like the story. I like like what's going on with uh, the zombies. Uh, the story. I mean, the, the them making this group of people was it was kind of fun overall. Like having this like uh, kind of hodgepodge group of people, you know, put together with like main characters where you need them. You just needed like extra bodies because you know you, you kind of you're going through hordes and hordes of zombies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was uh, that was that was kind of cool, uh, and then. Uh, I like the beginning where it was like they're obviously had the beginning makes me laugh because it's always like they, they made it so like everything's a lot of these things a lot of the stuff in the movies like on the nose stuff like the, the convoy is called the four horsemen like seriously yeah no like, yeah yeah little things like that but it was just like oh, okay I know where this is going I hear fuck this shit up immediately <laughs> so hard like, right it's, it's the just, opening of Iron Man you know where the convoy yeah. is destroyed right yeah very much so very much so it's the military um, version of going into the haunted house when you shouldn't so you know it's like right <laughs> um, I would say it's a a little bit a little bit long not like a Exuberantly long, you know, but it is a little long for what it was. Mm-hmm, you don't say uh, uh, for what it was. I just felt like it's it's okay at best. There's nothing, you know. It was a fun watch. That's and I had a fun watch. A good like, sit, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, what's it called? Yeah. Besides that, though, uh, I can't really without getting into spoiler because most of the movies kind of spoiler without getting into cool things of what we like to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll probably character character wise, felt kind of tropey. So like, but I mean, like, I, got, I don't know. It's really weird to do zombie movies because I don't really care for zombie movies almost anymore at all. Um, it's not that you know; it's just been so overplayed, and a lot of movies have done a really great job already. So like, it's hard to top those movies. Uh, but this one took it light. So I mean, for what it is, and it's on Netflix. Uh, I mean, there's no reason for why you shouldn't watch it. Because let's be realistic, you're probably borrowing someone's Netflix anyway at this point. Uh, or pay if you're the guy who pays for it. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations with uh, one of 50. Right, right. I mean, that's how it works. And everyone listen, else borrows everyone. Listen, I, I'm that guy. So, like, I'm the guy who has to pays for the... For right, and on your tombstone, it'll say Netflix provider. Right, and everyone's going to be like, wow, that guy, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll bother we'll that, you know. What a giver. Right. Fresh flowers every week, my friend. Right. That's right. <laughs> every week, get out of here. Fresh daisies. <laughs> yeah, okay. They're going to be like, what's Netflix? Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyways, but uh, Oscar, what did you think of this movie? Uh, very similar to what you're saying in the same wavelength. It was a good set. It was a fun, entertaining, not turn off your brain kind of movie, but almost there. Oh, um, the movie doesn't really let you turn off your brain. It kind of <laughs> wants to bring lore in and wants to be like complicated and wants to be uh, almost like uh, a Avengers Assemble of zombie killing uh, group of people, you know? Um, so it has a lot of those twinges of um you know some superhero fandom kind of thing it feels like it's it's straight out of a graphic novel or comic book not that i've read about it i don't think it is based on anything uh, necessarily maybe it is and i don't know um but it feels like his, it is i think it's his own story yeah yeah but it feels like it's based on something like that it feels it, like it really based do, it on really a pop culture graphic novel that was no, it, it cool really does 10 years like ago you know yeah I, I agree with you you know so like it has that feel and it does it well and you know interestingly enough you know usually um, I said this earlier to a friend of mine. We were talking about the movie because it's a, it's a hot movie right now. So I actually get to talk to regular folks about it 
<laughs> Most of the time, they're like, what's the father? I'm like, fuck you. Um, and uh, anyway, and I was talking to someone, and, and I was like, um, did I just lose my train of thought? I think I just fucking did. No, let me see if I can get <laughs> it back okay. as I'm talking and saying nonsense. Um, oh, yeah. I said that um, when a director, especially prolific you know, well-known directors like Zack Snyder, right? For better or for worse, he's well-known. Um, they usually, like when a director takes on multiple jobs in the same project and they're the director, they usually do screenwriter. And if they don't do screenwriting or if they do an additional one, they almost uh-huh. always do producer, right? Right. Top three ones, right? Like Clint Eastwood does producer and director. He never writes. <laughs> wow. David Fincher, yes. also the same. He never writes his own shit, you know. But yeah. others do writing and directing, and someone else produces, like Tarantino, for example, you know. Um, yeah. There's almost always that kind of combination. It's rare, but you'll see it. It's rare when you see some, they, that they do some other other job that isn't those three. Like, a, like for example, like Chloe Zhao. Zhao? Is it Zhao? Yeah. She won for Nomadland. She fucking edited that fucking movie. She also fucking shot it, you know. She, she did a lot more. Right, jobs in that very movie, uh, which is super rare. Um, and this one is also kind of rare. Zack Snyder not only directed and wrote it, but he was the director of photography. He was a cinematographer for this movie, and you could tell because he is clearly a very visual guy. Like mm-hmm. that would be his probably his love. That's probably the the passion, the hobby, the thing he loves to do no matter what, even if it's for free. Yeah. Right. Like I feels like that's like his shtick, and I think he just did it for this movie. Because he was like, I'm directing, I wrote this bitch, fuck you. I'll fucking shoot it too. <laughs> sure. Um, I can see that. And uh, it's, it's. I would say in that regard, that must have been, that might have been his best decision because you could tell he's having fun and the movie show, it shows in the movie. And I think that kind of thing is actually what was, what's been missing in the last few of his projects, honestly. And uh, you could see the passion in it, I think, um, of him wanting to do something cool for cool sake because he wants to do it. And uh, because you can see the love in it, you know? So yeah. I would say that's like the biggest thing I'll ever say about Zack Snyder. The positive thing about him. Um, I don't think he should write though. Um, ever. I think he's bad <laughs> with the writing. Um, but it's fine. He's competent for a, for a turn off your brain kind of movie. So sure. yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I uh, yeah, I, I overall agree with you. He is a very much a visual. Um, the writing was. Yeah, it was just yeah. There's nothing to remember about, really, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> well, I, I remember mean, the bad. I'm more than the good. <laughs> oh well, yeah, that's the sad part, then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but we can get into spoilers right away, mainly so we can talk about the cool stuff and not worry about I, you know. I think that's what it should be. Getting yeah. into bad stuff, even though most likely, if you're hearing this, you have seen the movie or don't care about what happens, regardless. So let's get into uh, spoilers for Army of the Dead, starting right now. What the? They're not what you think they are. They're smarter. They're faster. They're organized. Oh, Scheiße. Sitting at the table, there'll be time enough to count. 
What is this? It's a goddamn zombie tiger. That's crossing the line. You got to win the hold. Win the hold. Win the hold. Win the All right, where do you want to start? Let's start with the good, I guess, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. So what do you think? Uh, first of all, Siegfried and Royce Tiger, pretty badass. Yes. First of all. That was, Come that was really cool. Ah, what was her name? Let me get her real quick. Zombie Queen? Uh, oh, no. Not the Zombie Queen. The girl who, uh, the, 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 the one who takes them, gives them passage. The Coyote. Yeah, Coyote, right? Right. But she actually had a name. I thought it was the Coyote. Lily. It was Lily. Yeah. She had a uh, name? Fuck. Got yeah, she did. They, the they said it. Literally, Lily the Coyote. I think she said it once, and then it was like, everyone called her the Coyote, though. Right. Uh, Nora Arnizeter. Arnizeter? That's the real name, I guess? Sure, yeah, sure. Right. Um, I liked her. No, she um, was uh, she was my favorite, the coolest chick, I guess. Um, not that I have to gender him, but yeah, she was my favorite. Actually, she was my favorite, I think, of all of them. Like, maybe because of the look. Might have been the look. <laughs> Might have been? Might have been the look. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, she I, was cool. I liked her. Uh, I, I didn't understand her motivation. Well, I like that she had like the, she was like our our story person because she's like, oh, this is the lore of everything. I know this. I know that. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So she was she was the one dishing out all the information about the Vegas run by these uh, zombies who actually are sentient. That's what I didn't want to ruin. Though. Not yeah, yeah, spoiler. no, that's really cool. I really wish the movie did more with that, actually, than they did. But I liked what they did overall. Like, mm-hmm. I, um, I did like that, that there was, like, the ones that he bit are the ones that had were, like, lieutenants almost, right? Right, like Patient Zero. He's Patient Exactly. Zero. Yeah. Very much, yeah, very much so. And then the ones that were bit by them, I think they didn't, they just became regular. Right, right. right. They were, like, dumber and shit. It was just so interesting. It, it, it just, like, almost made sense. It's almost like, uh, just like the line, the bloodline almost, it's in a weird mm-hmm. way. Um, excuse me, and yeah. then uh, that was fun. And then what they did to Theo Rossi's character, uh, or Theo Rossi or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, which was the unlovable asshole because he was just completely an asshole in the movie. Um, but he has that face where, like, oh, he looks like he's being nice if you were to look from far away, but he's not, you know. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> so. So, and then he becomes like a lieutenant, but I guess it takes longer. It was a really weird thing going on with that. Um, but like, I, I did like, I did like the overall thing. And especially like in the beginning, cause he was like OPSF, but he's dodging the bullets and shit, or he's like maneuvering in a way where he's hard to hit and they're <laughs> obviously harder to kill. Yes. But like yes. it, it did make it seem very, cause I was, I was, that's where I was curious about the movie where, where the movie was going to go, especially when the, there's only one zombie and there's like, like, I don't know, a dozen off a dozen military people and none mm-hmm. of them can kill them and i was like well how does that make sense like i don't i don't get it like so how are how is the group of because i already knew the subplot of it which was there's going to be a group of people going in there mm-hmm. how are the group of people going to manage to fight them and then when they explained everything i was like oh okay that makes a lot more sense yeah that's that's kind of cool yeah no yeah i really like the i really like the hierarchy like the like the but not like it's not forced upon like part of their nature you know like it's very weird yeah. i like that stuff um i like the zombie queen <laughs> i really like the zombie pairing i really, I, you know, I really love what's her name oh oh i don't know you can look it up while i, while I yeah i'll look it up, I'll look it up. um I really, I've always been, I mean, not always, I'm not like obsessed with it, but I, I'm always been wanting to see a zombie baby, 
and I almost got one. <laughs> I guess I got a zombie fetus. You almost baby. did. I almost did. It's kind of rare to see zombie babies. Very few movies go that far, go that extra mile to show that kind of horror and zombie lore. Uh, but more than that, actually, and this is based on reading, oh, my God, old novels. I don't remember any more of the names of them. But there's a series of, of zombie. I mean, it's many zombie literature out there. There's a lot of zombie shit out there, guys. But one of them are these books that I haven't read in a long time, and I forgot the name of them. I really got to look it up. Um, where they delve into, like, zombie animals. Like, zo- like they get into the real zombie shit like anything living could be zombified and what does that look like what are they how do they operate always love that yeah like there's a whole book i read on just a zombie um what do you call it zombie sea creatures right and it just does the ocean fucking crazy like fuck yeah like that fucking whale jesus christ you know so um yeah there's no it doesn't say anything it says zombie showgirl Oh, really? She was one of the showgirls, right? Yeah, I guess uh, an ex-showgirl, yeah. So I think it's Monica Lopez. I'm going to go with that. Mm, okay. Yeah, I don't think she had a name. I mean, no zombie has a name. I guess. No, 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 no. No zombie. Except for Zeus. They called him Zeus, I think. Oh, really? That's Richard Citrone. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and I had a mixed feelings about the cast. Even the ones that I liked. Even the, the Coyote, I mean, who I, I like maybe roughly the best. Um, I. This is where the bad writing comes in. I didn't understand a lot of motivations to things. At all. Like why she trusts this guy about, you know, getting the zombie head queen and why let oh, him nope. kill her. I found her. I'm sorry. Athena Parample. Uh, per, alpha Queen. That's her name. Her name is Alpha Queen. That's a cool yeah. name. Yeah. And then there's an Alpha General. Right. Little Christmas. Um, but I didn't understand any of that stuff. Like the guy about the daughter, like uh, in, in the same scene, he's telling the coyote or whatever, trope. like I'm not taking her no matter well, what. In the same scene, she convinces him to take her. Right. It's like, I felt like... I would have just tied her down or knocked right, her out. Exactly, like exactly. I, I just felt like the movie was like... It was really weird. It's like it wanted to be comedic also, but it didn't want to be too comedic to the point where people were actually laughing, I guess. Is this where we it get was, to the easy-peasy Japanese-y thing? Because that was really bad. It, it was, but it was like... It also, it also made me chuckle. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like... He has a lot to say because he's Japanese, right? And then the girl says it. Like, he's a, he can say it because he's Japanese. And he's like, oh, I guess, right? Yeah. And then the guy says, I'm squeezing anyway. And I was like, right. And if I was, I like, was in that room, I might chuckle from the awkwardness, but not because it's well, funny. Well, that's what, that's what was funny. To, that's what, it wasn't funny because of what, how he said it with <laughs> the explanation. Yeah. It was the awkwardness that was funny. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it's just so, like, okay. There were, like, little moments where I felt like the movie wanted to, like, kind of like alleviate situations or mm-hmm. didn't know what to do maybe yeah. and it just like input comedy and i was just like i don't know like i don't know you sh- i feel like you're gonna go all in or not or just don't do any of it yeah um you know there was a point where i knew that the only one that was gonna survive was the daughter um because of you know how i mean i knew a lot of them was gonna die you know maybe even all of them i wasn't sure about all of them at the time earlier sure. on but um, I knew that they were all going to die when, I don't know, when the, <laughs> when the alpha got to the safe, right, or whatever. And like, okay. And I knew right away that the, um, the what's his name? I forgot. I'm, I'm not really good with any of the names. Um, Vanderhoe, when he got, like, locked in in the safe with the money. I like, oh, I knew that we was going to come back at the end. I knew it. I mean, it makes no, it makes no sense for a nuclear blast to survive with it, whatever. But whatever, let's just say it does. Um, I knew he was going to come out of that at the end. I knew that that would be the only real survivor except for the daughter. 
I was just like, it was so obvious um, at a certain point in the movie that it did kind of made me, it did detract from the movie. Like it, I wasn't able to enjoy it, even though I can tell where it's going. Because some movies you can tell where it's going, but you kind of roughly can tell, or even if you specifically know, like you can still enjoy it. But I think in this case, it kind of annoyed me. Um, and it distract me from the movie. In addition to a lot of bad decisions that people were making, like a lot of bad decisions. Yes, I agree. Um, it made no sense at all. Well, the I, first death doesn't make sense, in my opinion. With that girl, yeah. With the where she blows up the fuel, right, or whatever, something happens with the fuel. Guzman. Fuel? Yeah, Guzman shoots. Oh no, she had a grenade, isn't it? Oh, I thought she had. Oh, maybe. I, I think it was she, a grenade. She put a grenade, and then she let like everybody climb on top of her and grenaded everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was just weird because it was like you guys were right there. You guys could have taken out that horde, like those people coming to get her, and then she would have been able to get away. Yeah, yeah, and it's that just, was really dumb because as you could see them mow down other hordes later on, really easily, and they really like, had and less bullets. And than it's they not did like before. right, exactly. I was just like, I don't. It just didn't make any sense to me. I mean, there's another one like that um, when the daughter is getting that mother Gita. Um, <coughs> sorry, um, and that uh, what was the name of the hotel, the Olympus, right? Yeah, that's the main episode. Uh, yeah, and then the alpha catches up to them, and what? Ha- oh, so right, right before the alpha catches up to them, he, she like bumblefucks shooting point blank rage range. Uh, Theo Rossi, uh, or whatever his name is in the movie, I forgot the name. Bert Cummings, Bert the asshole, the asshole, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know who you're um, No, he's making sure for audience. Oh, um, yeah. Fucks that up at point. He's, he, he's right there in front. He, she completely messes, fucks it up, almost gets killed. Obviously, you know, manages to, he gets killed. And then the alpha comes in with his, the horde, the remaining horde of his, right? It's like a dozen or so, maybe less yeah. zombies with him. And she fucking headshots all of them from like across the hallway. Right. And that was insane to me. Like, we just, we just saw her completely not have any skills. And all of a sudden, she has all the skills. Right. right. Bullshit. What is going on? She's yeah, a crack think... shot. She's a crack shot. She's Martin McFly and Back to the Future 2 with the arcade. Yeah. Or, or Back to the Future 3, right? With the, with the uh-huh. Where'd you learn how to shoot like that? <laughs> 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's, it irked me. Things like that happen all the time, and it always yeah. irked me. Yeah, I get it. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It was kind of annoying in that aspect. Um, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that the movie had to. No, uh, I'm just saying it's so easy not to fuck up these details. Also, it's like it's easy it, not to <laughs> fuck that up. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of work involved getting all those scripts right and doing the right. pacing and the blocking. And it's a lot of work to be done there. I mean, you, could, you, you know, I think the there's a lot of work overall. Like also, like giving a backstory to somebody, especially like the what's that character's name in the movie? Um, he's the guy, the YouTube star guy. Um, <laughs> I know nothing about YouTube. <laughs> right, no, but he's the YouTube star in the movie. Now he's not an actual YouTube star. He's the YouTube star in the movie. Oh, oh, are you talking about the Guzman? Uh, Raul Castillo? Yeah, Mikey Guzman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is like giving him a backstory like that, and then making a YouTube video like as if it was a YouTube video that mm. was really for like you know what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on in there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of work to give people. It's easy to give your main character okay has, you know, fucking killed his wife or whatever. Yeah. And this is, you know, I guess she became a zombie and bullshit like that. A strange daughter. That's it. Done. Fucking good day. You know? And it's like, compared to this guy who you're like some B character that you're, <laughs> you're probably not even going to pay attention to most of the movie until yeah. he dies or does something cool. You know, you have to make him 
be cool. Or why else is he in the movie? So it's like you got to do a lot of work for the guy. And there's there is those details that like makes the movie good. Right. You know, yeah, some of that does work. Yeah. Right, some of it does work. Like that yeah. guy does work. And I mean, just like Tig Notaro, I, I think she worked throughout the whole movie. I, really I think she worked too. Yeah, I agree. she was really funny. She's probably my funniest character. Right, very dry. Very. Uh, she sold everything. I think. Also. My favorite line actually is like when she sees a helicopter for the first time on the roof. Uh-huh. And she she's walking towards it. She's left alone because she's supposed to fix it while they're stealing the money, right? Right. And um, she's like, he had the he had the time to make that miniature helicopter. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> right. That's so funny. She's complaining yeah. out loud. It's really, I don't know, just, right. She right. me up. Yeah, she did. Yeah. She's like, I hate my fucking job so much. Like, yes, I'll do whatever you say. Like, okay, right. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And also, you know, here's one thing that I did enjoy about the movie that I thought they were going to bring up, which is classic and this kind of thing and capers and heists and whatever. Sure. Uh, where um, you find out that, uh, um, you know, that the the head of the team or of the planner, right, or who's going to divvy up the money, like he's like in the, in the very stages of picking this team, he's saying that he's only going to pay a good amount to three of them and then the rest are getting much lower amounts of money. For yeah. the same for a job that's just as dangerous for them, sure. Um, and then it became like a whole big like separate the team or make and them hate each God. other. Thank was, right, right. I was worried about that too. But it really felt like he was setting that up. Like why even why even spend the time if no one's even going to survive? Who cares? Just say you right. Them all all he had to do is like listen. There's <laughs> two hundred million in there. Right. Bring whatever you bring me back, I get half. Right. Because it's fine. Right. And I'm telling you how to get it or yeah. whatever the case was. And I was like, that's it. Also, they should have just killed... There's a lot of things in the movie that... Yeah, no, me. yeah. Right. And I guess we can get into that now with stuff that's bothering us, because we've been kind of tiptoeing it anyway. Like, yeah. they should have just killed that guy who came with them. And I get, like, why they... I get, sort of, why they don't, which is, like, they need another man to help them kill zombies. But it's like, just kill the guy. Just oh, kill I, the I guy. Garrett Delahunt? Security guard. I would have been like, yeah. I would have been like, oh, he died right away. Sucks. That's it. Like, who cares? Like, he mm-hmm. doesn't need to live. Like, you know... Shit happens. What happens? Oh shit! He got caught up. Fucking got bit. Had to shoot him. Fucking Siegfried and Roy's fucking tiger man. Right. Great. Really oh, had great hunger for him. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that was cool. Oh, yeah. When the, the shot like stayed on him, right when like his fucking head caved, uh-huh. and yes, that was cool. Yes, that was perfect. Yeah, that, was, that shit was cool. Yeah. Uh, it was a uh, well, well done. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, it's just like little things like that. That 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 character mainly bothered me the most because. You should have known he was there to just throw you guys out. For I mean, you should have known when when Tanaka is uh, offering you this gig, which isn't really him offering. It's really weird. I don't know why this matters, but whatever. He's offering this gig, and there's a bunch of military people with him. Right? Why aren't you questioning that? They don't right. care about money. It's a, it's it's government. They don't. They have all the money that they want. They don't need to right, steal exactly. a bank and or a casino bank, whatever the fuck. Exactly. Like, come on, ask some questions. Figure it out, bro. Yeah. The- <laughs> I, sort your life out. <laughs> sort your life out. Yeah, very, very not great. But I mean, I would say though they they did make overall the fighting pretty competent when it when the fighting went down. Except of course when they had to save someone when they could have saved their things like that. We talked about that already. Yeah. Um, but in general, they're pretty competent with their weapon of choices. I thought that was cool. And again, and, and they overall knew like, hey, you know, they have to run. There's this many. There, there's enough where they can take them down, so they'll stay. You know, a lot of good action that way. And the action scenes themselves, like, if you take everything out of context, um, pretty cool. Pretty cool and well-staged. You knew what was going on. Um, I think it was yes. cool. I think I, uh, that whole run when Guzman, before he kills himself um, by the Horde, uh, they're, in the, they're running through the casino, 
but the slots and all that and it's like yes. it's purposely like confusing every background looks the same and colorful and fucking confusing because that's how they're built and it was kind of cool how they kind of staged that really well they could have shot you know they could have shot that um that scene in an actual casino and actually moved according to the script or they could have shot it in the same exact setting and not look any different because it all looks roughly backgroundy and confusing the same you don't know where the exit is right. you know like it's kind of cool uh, so things like that. That was cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, uh, let's get to the, my, one of my uh, one of the worst things that Zack Snyder is known for nowadays is uh, the stinger. Because that kind of was a stinger, right? It kind of ended, and then it goes to Vanderho, right? Coming out of the the rubble. Oh yeah, yeah. What is this, what is this deal with ending a movie not right? Like just ended like that, and then put the credits. I don't understand. Like why? And it's a long ass scene. It's like three, four scenes. Yeah, it is like three, four scenes. <laughs> it's like it a is. whole other thing. <laughs> um, it's just so weird. He did it with the Justice League, you know, and also too long and unnecessary. Like I thought so anyway. Um, also, this one kind of um, too long and kind of unnecessary. You could have done. You could achieve the same thing with just skipping him dragging the money through the desert, getting the airplane with the with the large bricks of money. You could have skipped all that. Just got into the plane. Just got to the plane. Just go straight to the like, yeah, and then him know to say he's bitten. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. I just felt like uh, it did it did like you had like so many endings, and I was like, Jesus, we're still going. And I actually thought the movie was just gonna finish with like him dying with the money in like in the desert, and nobody's gonna find it. And I was like, Oh, okay, fuck it. Like, let's, right, let's that's very Fargo esque. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, that that would have been cool. Also, like you could have just been like some fucking random a guy in an RV, you know, wins the lottery outside of Vegas, go bigger, you know, or whatever the case. Or, is. or worse, like all uh, the radiation, which he should have died from the radiation from the <laughs> nuclear blast. Like it's all on the money, even though the money's pristine. But like that would have been hilarious. Like that kind of like, yeah, that approach cool it, you'll die from radiation. Right. Like, that's kinda, like something like that would have been. Really cool. I agree. And it was just like a lot of things happened though that I'm just like, uh, like, and I. I I get what they're doing. I mean, they're setting up for potential other movie in Mexico. Is that City. okay? So I was going to ask you that in a serious question. Like, do you? Think yeah, that's I think exactly so. I think it's like, hey, listen, if, if and the most popular city in the world, right? If Netflix <laughs> wants to give me three hundred million dollars, you know, for myself right. or whatever to make a movie, mm-hmm. fucking, you know, like I honestly feel like that. I mean, everyone so, knows Netflix loves spending that money. They, they, well, they like going. Like, by the way, did you say money? Like, I feel like that's what Netflix likes to do. It's just like. <laughs> It's make like money they, or spend it because they spend more than they make probably. I, I I think they do actually. No, they do. It's but it's in a good way. It's all about race. No, it is in a good way. They they do it for purpose for reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also cancel shows unceremoniously, which I don't like. I wish they just let us know or let the fucking people finish like, the show maybe on the next it's season. It's just like, of like it's done and that's it. It's like Jesus like Christ, that's kind of cruel. It is. Not the Eric report too too uh, fucking soon, bro. Right. Okay, but let's just we're reviewing Netflix here. Um. So that thing was too long and whatever, and uh, obviously I got really cringy and really I felt so I, I didn't like the ending for another reason, and that's because um, the bite he should have been turned when I don't know a long last time ago. I don't know how long he was walking in the desert. I don't know how long it took him to get to a hangar to fucking you know get on this plane. Yeah. But I've seen other people I, turn within minutes, bitch. No way is this guy not. It was like so con. It's so trite. And contrived. Yeah, I, I, oh my god! No, I agree. There's yeah. a lot of a lot of plots, plot holes in that one. For right, sure. and I'm sure if I went back and see the and watched the scene where him and the safe cracker are last man standing it, right? Um, I'm sure would have. I don't know if I saw a bite come in, but you know, maybe not. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, so that bothered me. Another thing that bothered me is this weird 
Well, maybe not because I have a theory. But um, the whole thing with the time dilation, you know what I'm talking about? No, what part? Okay, so they get to the safe, and uh, this is before they crack it, right? Um, this is after the booby traps, right? Oh, uh, you mean the hour or the whole day ahead? The whole day ahead thing? What do you mean? Never mind. Obviously, I was going to... Oh, no, no. Uh, you know I mean when they, when they rush the timeline? No, that's also really bad. Right? I mean, come on. They're already pretty... You could think of other ways to write this, guys, okay? You don't yeah. have to subtly change it. <laughs> what the hell was that? Right, so right. Weird. And also, why do it right before? You should do it after the Independence Day. Should have been an extra day. Like, what kind of PR does the U.S. government have in this movie? It's really bad. <laughs> why do it before? You know what's going to be the footage on the Fourth of July? The fucking Vegas and a mushroom cloud. What do you think right. it's going to be? Come on, right. you're ruining yeah, the holiday. I, I, agree, I agree. Jesus Christ. Sorry, Anyways. no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> okay, okay. I meant when he's there's this whole scene where um, uh, Dave Bautista's character is pontificating on them robbing his bank vault this casino bank right um vault not bank I keep saying bank i meant vault um and because they see a, a dead bodies of other like people trying to rob it remember the skeletons yes. of them actually even though um <laughs> well how long has the city been on lockdown I don't think they'd be bones, my point. I don't think it's that long. But whatever, they're bones. <laughs> yeah, they are bones. <laughs> They've been there for 50 right. years. You know? <laughs> it was like Temple of the Doom shit. I don't right? think it's even been that long. No, know. it hasn't been. I think it's been like a year or something. You're right. Something even if less. it's three years, it's nowhere near enough to get bones. And they're like, what the right. is going on? No, you right. still see meat on that flesh. I mean, unless if there was like a flesh-eating thing that you could explain through it. but Right, but I mean, it didn't eat through the clothes. It wasn't zombies. Like, what was it? You know? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then... The, uh, while he's pontificating, there's just so many problems. See you know what I'm saying? Like, the more I talk about it. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um, while he's pontificating, they're showing close-ups of uh, of these corpses, right? Uh -huh. And the close-ups are about, like, him saying, he's talking about how, have you ever thought, like, you know, time, he's not saying time is a flat circle, but he's saying something like that in the sense that how many times have we robbed this vault? How many times have we tried do we relive uh, this oh, day? Oh, yes. And while he's saying that, the corpses have very similar things that the live crew have. Like the, the one necklace from the one girl that likes them, right? And then, like, the same collar one of the other corpses has, the same collar that Bautista has, a red collar with the flip. So, like, very similar stuff. What uh -huh. was that? What? What the? What I don't was, know. What the fuck was that? I don't Are know. I tr is this triangle? I don't know. That's a that's. I mean, that's a more interesting question, right? That I don't. That, that I they don't pay off at all. Yeah, no, they don't pay off at all. One hundred percent. But like, why even had it? I don't know. I just think he just wanted to like fuck with people. I just think he's he having any fun. success. Success because no, and I honestly feel like he's just having fun. He just wanted to make a movie that he he gets to have fun in, and I think he did. I mean, he made a movie where he had fun in it. Made a little bit too long in my aspect and a little yeah, bit. But everything has a set. I mean, you follow, you make up your own rules of a movie script and a story. That makes sense. You have yeah. to follow that rule too. You can't You're just so fucking break your own rules. No, I hear. Maybe the maybe the rule was uh, to break my rules. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that makes. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that tracks with Zack Snyder, I guess. Uh, it was just so weird. But I do have a theory that might support this. If he makes a sequel, what if he makes a sequel be it the same story but different things happen? Oh, you know what I'm saying? That, that'd be dope. And that's the idea. And that that's what he's introducing. Cause he spent, that's like a two minutes of screen time and talking about it and clearly yeah. glaringly like an idiot could see what he's talking about. I could see that in a TV show aspect though. 
So yeah, I don't, but we, I don't think we want another movie. I think you would hmm. want like a mini mini show, like six episodes of like six different outcomes of them doing it or something. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know what it would look like, but I'm saying like Either what if we're sequelizing I... the story to repeat itself? Like same characters going in for different <sighs> reasons. Maybe so they're different. Act- that would be trippy. And that would be kind of cool if he does it right, assuming that he knows what he's doing. I don't know. But yeah. um, that would be kind of cool. That's all I'm saying. I don't um, know. That that would be kind of cool. But now you bring it up, that actually sounds cooler than I think it would be. Right. It may brings in a sci-fi element for sure, which, I mean, it may it maybe brings in like a sci-fi alien element because, you know, the opening, you know, the whole thing with the, you know, the the, the army cargo, uh, the four horsemen, sorry. They, they're they bringing in this cargo, right? They're sending it to wherever. They're driving it to wherever from Area 51. Area 51 is known for, obviously, alien cover-ups and shit. What if it's an alien thing and there's some sci-fi shit going on here on top of like horror zombie stuff? You know, they could really bring that in with a sequel like that if you do the time thing. <sighs> yeah, I guess you could. I'm, I'm just saying it'll make sense, but it could be fun. And that made it that made that scene redeeming in my head. But there's nothing in it to support it in the movie. I'm just saying that would be cool. But maybe that's what he's planning. Just in case that happens, I said it here first. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, okay. Um, but I just want to bring that up real quick before ending it. I guess. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else on Army of the Dead? Uh, no. Um, I don't have anything else. Would you watch it again? Uh, would I watch it again? I would watch it again with somebody else. Yeah, with yeah. other people. I think me too. It's a fun movie for that. Yeah. Our background there or something like that. 100%. For maybe, yeah, I would totally do other stuff. Like, you know, it's funny because uh, he made his bones making um, a remake of our zombie movie. Zack Snyder, right? He did. Uh, did he? He did uh, Dawn of the Dead, the remake. Oh shit! Which oh, was pretty cool and stylish. We all loved it because it was like, oh, this is kind of yeah. Cool. I did remember, it's yeah, like rock and roll kind of version of Romero, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and we liked that. And then he did 300, or maybe 200 came right before. I don't remember. No, no, no Dawn of the Dead first in 04. Yeah, and then and then 300 in 06. That perfect. That's what it was. Yeah. And then 09 was Watchmen, which is fantastic. Right, uh, still his best movie in my opinion. But yeah, cool. Yeah, so that's uh, his. Maybe he's bookending his career with zombie movies, you know. Oh, yeah. no, he's got more movies. <laughs> yeah, no, he's gonna. He's not gonna stop. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, he's having fun. You can tell he's having fun. Hold on. There's what? an Army of the Dead Las Vegas. What? TV series. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Oh, thank God. I was like, what? Wait, hold on. I was like, oh my God, did he prove my point already? <laughs> yeah, dude. I thought <laughs> Scott and uh, <laughs> and highlight his crew. <laughs> Efforts to protect all they love during the first... Dude, I think it is. No, it's not. Shut up. It's an animation action crime TV series 2021 to... Oh, my God. It's supposed to be coming out with it, yeah. What? On Netflix? Yeah. (sighs) Okay. We we clearly do. Maybe next time Holy on the next shit. show we'll come back. Nolan with North is, yeah, there's there's people behind this. Nolan, really? No, oh, Nolan wow. North is a voice actor. Yeah, what? Uh, Joe Mang- uh, Manganiello or Matt Manganiello, whatever the yeah, hell. I can't ever say his name either. Neither can I. Sorry, uh, Monica Barbara. Dude, there's people. I don't. I mean, there's people. <laughs> there's people. <laughs> there are, there are there's people. people for sure. Because I was looking at it, I was like, oh, his next movie is. I'm like, Army Army of the Dead. I was like, last wait, that's a show, and I was like. What? Oh my god! I did really. I did not know this. FYI, I really. No, I was just fine. saying. That's crazy. A theory. Um. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're gonna find out for sure and confirm for the next show. I think. But for now, before we get into a rabbit hole of search engines, 
Um, we're going to call it uh, a day on this on this particular review, and we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to review our last movie, which is part of your marathon, Roth, and it's called what? Uh, Bowfinger, 1999's Bowfinger. That's right. I still can't believe it's 99. Wow. Anyway. Yeah, it's crazy. Directed stay. by Frank Oz, written by Steve Martin. That's right. Um, stay with us. Damn it, Hal! I'm the biggest black action star in the world! Kid. Where's my Hostel Vista, baby? Well, what are you talking about? My Hostel Vista? Look, if Arnold Schwarzenegger is getting to say lines like that, you better make sure the kick rams it and shit that's equally well written. Look, look, the script has that moment. When? Yeah. You say, I enjoy meeting you, Cliff, then you push the guy right over the cliff. It's too much for the audience to have to think about. They have to know that the guy's name is Cliff, and that he's on the cliff, and that a cliff and a cliff is the same. It's too cerebral. We're trying to make a movie here, not a film. I tell you what, you better find me in line as good as the times I told Tommy Lee Jones fuck y'all and blew his brains out. Hey, yo, kid, what? you know what's happening here? This is just another example of the white man taking all the best catchphrases uh, and then giving them to on, Arnold exactly, and Stallone. Exactly, exactly, and Jackie Chan and Van Damme. What? And they can't even speak English good. What? And I tell you what, it's some covert stuff going on. Covert? It's some covert shit I just found out the other day. Oh, come inside, I'm glad you're here. Hey, come in covert. here. Come on, right now, everybody, come in. What you talking about? Look at this. Just for fun, I scanned in the computer the script just to see how many times the letter K appears in the script. <laughs> the letter K appears in the script 1,456 times. That's perfectly divisible by three. So what? So, so what you saying? What am I saying? K, K, K appears in this script 486 times. <laughs> It's deep. The sickness is deep. You know what I mean? They play. I've been playing. That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, it's not Shakespeare, but it's... What'd you just say? I said, it's not Shakespeare, but... It's not Shake. It's not Shake. Did you hear what what he's doing? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's doing something. I just can't put my finger on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's he doing? Shakespeare, Freddie Shakespeare. 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 Spear chucker. Shaker. Shakespeare. Uh, I'm a spear chucker now. Kid. Oh, I'm a spear chucker. You come to my house, call me a spear chucker, huh? Kid, that's not what it means. Oh, it's my imagination, huh? It's all my imagination. Oh, so I suppose they didn't put a computer chip in Latoya Jackson's brain. She just act like that, huh? What? And I suppose Teddy Kennedy ain't one sixteenth black, huh? Teddy Kennedy. He's not like the other Kennedys. Look at him. He's different. Listen, I, I, I got some calls. Yeah, go to the office and make some calls. Go call Honolulu and Sly and Van Dam and Jackie Chan and tell the spear chucker said hello. When a desperate movie producer fails to get a major star for his bargain basement film, he decides to shoot the film secretly around him. This is Bowfinger, directed by Frank Oz, written and starring Steve Martin, also starring Eddie Murphy, Heather Graham, Christine Baranski, Jamie Kennedy, go figure, wow, it's a name I never thought I'd say. Right, I haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> Uh, Barry Newman, Adam Alexi Mal, let's finish that there. Um, I'll give my impressions. This is my movie. I'll give you a quick description of what's going on on my end. Uh, these are movies that I have never seen, that I failed to see, that I thought were big enough that I kind of was like, I've heard the title and I was like, why didn't I see this movie when it came out? Or why didn't I see this movie even after it came out? Whatever the reason is, it's 2021 now. I'm mm-hmm. watching the movie. This movie's from 1999. That's yeah. a long time ago. It's 20 years ago. Um, 21? 20? 20? Anyway, it doesn't yes. matter. Um, sure. Yeah. Math. Uh, <laughs> math. <laughs> math. Yeah, that's right. You guys do it. I mean, uh, that being said, um, I didn't know anything about this movie. All I knew was it was Eddie Murphy. 
in his prime, like watch making movies and stuff like that before, um, before Nutty Professor or is it the right guy? Yeah, before Nutty Professor, uh, Beverly Hills Cop movie time. Um, so yeah, I like why didn't I watch this? Like uh, actually, that the first the first Nutty Professor had came out already. So uh, yeah, but Doctor Doolittle. All those movies are big, like Shrek. Like he's doing all these movies. There's a bunch of shit going on. Why haven't I seen the movie? Like you'd think I would. Um, that being said, first impressions. Uh, it was a slow start for me, um, and I almost was like, "Fuck, what did I pick?" Because um, a lot <laughs> of shit was not landing for me, and mm-hmm. I was, I got it. Don't get me wrong. Like I understand comedy and I get comedy. I don't have to laugh at everything, but I can I still appreciate stuff, right? Um. And I was like, okay, I see what you're doing. You know, it was like a lot of that at the beginning. And then all of a sudden, uh, I don't know what, ha- I don't know where, I wish I, I, wish I remembered um, where it happened. And I started laughing. And all of a sudden, the movie just was like really funny to me. Um, and everything kind of worked. And everything as the movie's progressing, I'm laughing more out loud. I'm, uh, I'm not just, just chuckling, but I'm actually going like, are you fucking kidding me? Kind of shit like that or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it just, and it just worked. It was like, uh, it was almost like if Steve Martin was like, uh, you know, like, this might not work on you, but if it does, it's great. But if it doesn't, um, and it feels very much um, airplane-esque and stuff like that. Um, and, but it's so meta uh, that I almost feel like I never, like, I, I, I've never seen this movie and I, I felt like this movie should have been made um like, I felt like I told myself this movie should have been made without me knowing the movie was already made. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, how has no one done anything about this? Oh, someone did already, but you just never saw it. And I was like, of course, that's that would be me. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it almost came out, like, 10 years too early. Um, hmm. It's just like, he was, like, ahead of his time with a couple of the stuff. Um, people just didn't get what it should have been, I guess. Uh, overall, yeah. Um, but yeah, but overall, like I, I still had fun watching the movie. Which go figure. Um, I've always liked Steve Martin. Uh, overall, as a com- uh, comedy um, comedian, should I say? My apologies, my words suck today. <laughs> as a comedian, um, and even acting, uh, he doesn't do a horrible job. He's just selling what he's doing anyway. So. Uh, and it works. Like a lot of the stuff works. It's just so funny. A lot of the stereotypes, a lot of the tropes, a lot of the stuff that's going on in the movie. Uh, it's really good. Uh, and I had fun watching the movie. And I'm glad I overall watched it because uh, I had a lot of fears like the first 10, 15 minutes because I was like, man, I'm not liking this. This is gonna suck to watch. But it uh, it turned around and it did a great job um, to keep me interested. And uh, overall, I had a fun time. So that's Bowfinger on my end. Uh, quick, quick little thing. Uh, Oscar, what did you think about Bowfinger? Oh man, Bowfinger is uh, I it's a it's a strange. I have a strange thing with with this movie in the sense that um, I forgot a, a lot of scenes. Like I forgot about this movie almost entirely. I know I'd seen it. I knew it was um a movie about making a movie, yeah. uh, or about in Hollywood, right? And it felt like um, maybe it was like a, uh, what do you call it, um, a B-movie version of The Player. You know, sure. the, that great old movie. Um, not old, but it's older. And um, 
not, not like a B, ver- B version as in it's bad, but they're trying to make a, a bad movie. They're making a bad movie or, or it looks like what is going to be a bad movie. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, and I remember a lot of scenes with, um, what's her name? Heather, Heather Graham. I remember, okay. I remember a lot of the scenes with Heather Graham and nothing else. Like, I don't remember. I don't, I mean, I, I should have anticipated a, another Eddie Murphy character. Or another character played by Eddie Murphy in the same movie. I should have right. seen that coming, knowing his his shtick, and yeah. uh, and I still I completely forgot about his brother. <laughs> forgot about, um, and that was a reveal that I forgot too that he was his brother. Like I forgot that too, you know. Like I forgot everything, and um, I really enjoyed it. It was a fun movie. I was laughing out loud several times in this movie, um, and a lot of it does have to do with. The, like, it's like, oh man, it's so close to being too much to handle this movie. Like, cause everyone, everyone seemingly, except for, um, I don't remember, I don't have all the names in front of me. Sorry. Everyone except for maybe the, uh, Eddie Murphy's brother is, uh, quite the asshole. Like there are different, like different types of selfish people and they all have, different willpowers to enforce their selfishness. It's very yeah, strange. And yet they're all Jeff. working, Jeff, yeah. Uh, and they're all working towards the same goal. They have the same dream or the same variation or a variation of the same dream um, mm-hmm. to be big in the business, right? And even Eddie Murphy's character, um, in a way, is the same and wants to be loved and left alone and not have to have anxiety. He's uh, also seeking for relatively simple things, even as he is bombastically being selfish and expecting too much and acting like a rich asshole uh, a yeah. lot of the time. Like, they're all assholes, and it's very nearly too much. It very nearly becomes like an anti-thing where, like, I don't think I can like any of these characters. And while I would never hang out with them, I still ended up, like, feeling like they're, they're kind of a lovable, lovable you know, cast of characters overall. Yeah, I would agree. You know, it, it very nearly draws that line, but it does have that whole uh, sarcastic, dry, not dry, but almost dry kind of wit in the comedy of uh, like of the scenes that Steve Martin is kind of known to do, and it makes sense that he wrote it. It made sense that this is kind of his movie. Um, you haven't, haven't actually paid attention to the dialogue and remembered it because, again, I didn't know it was a Steve Martin um project you know the way it was and i didn't know it was uh that it was going to be that much close to home with hollywood i didn't know it was going to be that much of a movie making a movie i really thought it was going to be more of a in the background kind of thing i didn't know again i forgot the movie entirely um yeah it shows like his yeah i don't know if i want to say disdain that's a harsh word for it but it almost shows like he like is showing the negative aspects of what he does not like about hollywood um, and he's obviously, or just like things that we know that kind of a lot of people know already, and he just makes fun of them openly. Um, yeah. Uh, but it is, it is also like a lot of stuff like, uh, like, let me, the Scientology thing is so prevalent. Um, and then the fact that like, what's well, it called? Mindhead like, or something? Mind. Yeah. It's fucking great. By the way. <laughs> uh, and then it's like little things like that or to the fact that like, uh, how how the business works overall. Even though he's getting shat out, he still shits on people less than him. You know what I'm saying? That's Hollywood, baby. You know it is what it is. So yeah, like, baby. yeah, it's a lot of that. A lot of that aspect, and it's just like, 
he he shows you like the negative aspects of Hollywood, makes it funny, but at the same time, he's like, no, this is how it is. Like it's so shitty that I have to make it funny for you to watch, or else it'd be really shitty for you to watch. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know, uh, but I think that's Steve Martin's humor overall, isn't it? Uh, no, yeah, it is. It it does it does harken to his shtick. It, it's definitely his shtick. I just didn't um, I just forgot that it was so much like his movie, and it's very nice. It's very, very, very cool, very refreshing. It it doesn't it um, the movie feels like it, it, I don't know where it belongs, but it doesn't feel like a 1999 movie either. It feels like an older movie than that somehow, you know. Um, yeah, I I agree one hundred percent with you. It feels more like an eighties movie, and uh, or. Really early nineties, right? Um, very, very strange. How it was made in ninety nine. Also, ninety nine, you know, another contender, right? Because ninety nine is known to be like one of the very great capital all caps great years uh, year in movies, where like a lot of fucking great movies came out in ninety nine. It was like a real like it was the best time to be a cinephile, you know? Yeah, um, the Matrix, American Pie, Fight Club, The Mummy. Green Mile, American Beauty, Wise Wish. Yes. Um, Six Sense. Six Sense, that's a, The Matrix. Um, the, yeah. Um, Magnolia. The, Magnolia? Was that 99? Um, yeah, 99, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, Blair Witch Project. No, Blair Witch Project, that's the ones that I mentioned, that's right. Um, Election. Dogma. Dogma, sure, yes. The Boondock Saints, that's a great. I, I mean, don't know. That Toy Story stuff. 2, Iron Giant. No, but it's so prevalent in like history. Yeah. Like, um, like I know a lot of people who quote that movie. Um, so Summer of Sam. Or Saints? <laughs> the Boondock Saints. Oh, that's what you meant? Oh, okay. Yeah, sad to say. Uh, I mean, everyone's favorite Wild Wild West. Uh, no. No, no. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that one. But you no, know Jim what? West, Desperado, Rough Riders. Uh, no, know. why, 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 why are I you doing just, this to me? I, I have to. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, you didn't have to actually, but that's okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's a big year, and I, obviously, I'm not going to say that uh, Bowfinger holds up to a lot of those because big fucking year, but it does hold up overall, definitely. And it's a good movie, and it was a lot of fun. It was just a lot of fun, yeah, and that's it was. I think that's what you're supposed to do. Have a lot of fun with it. Um, um, I agree. Um, what made you want to pick this one? To be honest with you, it was an Eddie Murphy movie that I hadn't seen. Um, and I felt like I saw a lot of his roles, if not almost everything, during this time. And huh. it was also a movie that I, I had heard referenced in like other podcasts. Not even movie podcasts, just like someone brought it up in a different podcast that I listened to. And uh, I saw the poster for it, and I was like, why didn't I see this movie? And I've always confused this movie for Kingpin. I don't know why. Don't ask me because it has nothing to do with Kingpin. But I felt like they came out similar times. I could be 100% wrong. I'm going to look it up right now. Real quick. Kingpin is and, with uh, uh, Woody Harrelson and uh, who's the other dude? Um, fuck, I don't remember. Isn't that, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Bill Murray? Bill Murray. Bill Murray plays the bad guy, definitely. Right, so this the, the King came out in '96, so I mean, that's, that's so far. But um, it just felt like I always confuse these two movies, mm-hmm. I, and even though they have a completely different cast and everything, and I always felt like uh, I just never, I, I never heard anything about this movie, and I was like, why not? 
And then all of a sudden, I just like I didn't watch the trailer or anything. I was just like Steve Martin. I like Steve Martin. Okay. I mean, yeah. fuck it. I like uh, I like Eddie Murphy. Yeah, fuck it. Let's watch it. Let's go. Yeah. Right. So. And uh, you know, it's uh, you know what I, I confuse Kingpin with uh, the Big Lebowski. Oh really? I mean, that makes more sense than mine. Yeah, because yeah, of the bowling, and that's and I think they were actually like two, two closer up, closer together in years. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt. It. Um, I, yeah, I remember the commercials for them, and I often confuse like where's Bill Murray was while I'm watching the Big Lebowski, and I'm watching Big Lebowski, I'm like where, where? So ninety six you know? and ninety eight. So ninety six is Kingpin, ninety eight is Lebowski. Yeah, yeah, a little, a little closer. One year closer. Um, yeah. One year. Uh, I guess it's just the bowling that makes me remember. That's really it. Um, that makes more sense, yeah. But then let's go let's, uh, back to uh, back to this movie. It kind of, I, you know, I confused, I think, Showtime with uh, with both. Oh, okay. You know, and I don't remember <laughs> Showtime at all, that. but I do know that it's Eddie Murphy, yeah. and I do know it's about, like, being a star in some form, or it's with, um, it's about making something movie about being famous for uh, you know so what's what's really funny is that i maybe half a year ago mm-hmm. i saw this i saw a showtime not the whole thing but like the first half of it mm-hmm. um and it's de niro and eddie murphy and they're yeah. making a tv show and it's also right. um fucking what's the girl from thomas crown affair oh uh, uh renee russo renee russo I she's in it too her. Uh, me too. So she's uh I just bad with names. And I just went to the art museum so I remember Thomas Crown Affair. Anyways, um so she uh she's in it, she's the uh producer um of the show. And okay. uh and that's what the, the that's point a good of that movie I can is. imagine that. Yeah, the, the point of that movie is they're making a show and they want De Niro who's an actual good cop and then who's what's Yeah, the okay, it's coming back a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah, he's a yeah, I, I, it's not quite the same, but it's still the same as the movie about making a show. It's still very it, similar. It, it is. It is. Yeah. It's like the the background stuff, the behind the scenes kind of things. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So what is this, what does uh, Bowfinger say to you about movie making and movies in general? Uh, I should say I something. mean, well, I think first of all, uh, as long as you save a dollar a week, you'll be fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. For what was it? Twenty years? Is what you said? Yeah. Twenty years. So right. Funny. So funny. By the way, he's like every movie costs two thousand one hundred and twenty-six dollars or whatever the hell the fucking amount was. I laughed so hard at that part. Um, because he made it work. To be honest with you. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, this besides the point. He uh, the what it says about me is that you have to deal with so much dumb shit. Uh, it's unreal. And I mean, it's, uh, that's, that's it's almost true. Right. And it's almost like it's any other job. You still have to deal with dumb shit. People are still divas. People are still extra. Some people want to work harder than others. Some don't. Uh, and uh, it's a little, a lot of, a lot of luck slash a lot of effort. Um, yeah, and it's, and he does a great job. And it's, uh, I don't know. It's, um, I, I, I I, I overall liked it, but at the same time, it's just the fact that he's making fun of it. And that's just a B movie. You know what I'm saying? It's not even a fucking triple A movie or anything like that. And, like, he's just trying to get something done. And he can't even do that. Uh, so, yeah. That's 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 what I got from the movie in that aspect, I guess. Well, I man, there's so much. I, I mean, I feel like I could talk a lot about what this movie says about movies and how movies in general are made and what what it's trying to say about Hollywood and the state of art and what it means. It's so much to say about There's it. so I think. much going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's all subtle about it. And I think the ultimate lesson is to, 
if like it's almost like that that old saying right that's very much true to this day if you if you if you do what you love you never have to work a day in your life kind of thing like you have fun you do something that you're passionate yeah. about right it doesn't feel like work and now with steve martin's character bowfinger uh, there are definitely t- stress for sure. Stress yeah. exists, and he's killing himself. And it's all for a very simple dream. He just wants the FedEx truck to fucking come to his. <laughs> I fucking love office. that dream. <laughs> I love that dream so much. Actually, it's I w- <laughs> so grounded. It's unreal. It's so grounded. It's unreal. He's just like I can't even dream about living like, in a mansion you can, you with can this see, and that. You can see the progression, though. You can see like where you, when you, he was in high school, his dream right. was to be like a big time producer with a mansion, sure, and a trophy sure, wife, sure. and a right. Maserati. He's, and he's been defeated to the part where he, where just, he just wants a fucking FedEx. a FedEx truck. Right? Exactly. It's so great. It works it is, so great. It is great. And I think a lot of that goes into what his taste in in movies. Like the movie opens with him staying up all night reading the script his accountant has written and okay. um and uh and he loves it and we never know i mean we know throughout the course of the movie based on the scenes we're watching right what kind yeah. of movie it is but we don't know how good or not it is but we believe it he has the energy to make us believe this is a good movie it is worth sacrificing everything get cash and call of, of people coming out of buses and shit new to yeah. la to everything like you know lying your way to get a camera back then it's a lot harder because you have to shoot everything on film a lot fucking harder to shoot than it is today um right thank god and, for jamie kennedy right and he has to lie and stuff to make it seem like he's having deals worked on around big shots so they can <clears> think <throat> that he's a, not a big shot necessarily but he's working on something it's like it doesn't work but it works very yeah. he it's like but his passion makes you think the movie is awesome and the movie's just it's not like I, it's not my kind of movie. I don't think it's a good movie. But I, what I think it is is that it's a movie he could see making, and he, I think he just like and just like that FedEx dream, his dream of mm-hmm. making a good movie means making a B movie, and that for him is making it. You know, hey. like maybe yeah. that could be like the the way he he's tempered or tapered his his dream to fit into a FedEx truck is the same way he can see uh, um, a let's just say an audible script. A script that makes sense. He's not looking for a great script with nuance. He's just looking for a script that makes sense. And he's happy. He's happy yeah. as a clam. It's an original script that only he has, right? That he has the rights to, right? It's another thing that uh, writes for it. Um, like, so he is as happy as all get out. And that's when you realize, like, throughout the movie, like, he, this is not exactly Citizen Kane he's reading. He's reading, uh, I don't know, the cane in Citizen Kane, you know? He's not... <laughs> and, um... Sure. But that makes it more... That makes the movie, like, a little more enjoyable, actually. Like, it's like... It's like you're watching the origins of Tommy Wiseau, but, like, a competent Tommy Wiseau. Um, maybe, you know? It's like when you think of... Uh, what's the, movie? the Room. It's like when you think of The Room, you know? For him, he was making the best movie he could ever imagine. And that's the whole point. He's, he's so honest in his attempt. That's why that movie is a cult classic comedy. Yeah. But, like... He was going in there doing a serious romantic drama. Like, that's what he was doing. He was making a serious movie. And right. um didn't turn out that way. Turned out arguably better. But, um, but you know, that's, that's life. And for him, it's like the same thing. You know, this guy wants to make a just a B-movie. He wants to successfully make something. And uh, I, I applaud the movie for that. It's kind of a cool little dream. It's kind of... I agree. Yeah. So I agree to a certain aspect of the fact that in the beginning, I just felt like he was too... Steve Martin, too much of a, I know you're a comedian, I know this is, you're trying to be funny, 
And in the beginning, he did not sell me. And that's where the movie were, like faulted for me. And then once he got, I, forget, I guess once he finally convinced them or something, around that time, um, a little bit before, a little bit after, I can't remember, to be honest with you, um, he commits to the lie and everything. That's when the movie started clicking for me, and it overall worked. And then I agree with everything else you said. <clears throat> Except for that beginning where where you just like it just didn't sell it for me. I don't know if I don't know. I, what I talk about the lie on. that uh, what's his name, the star Eddie Murphy as a star uh, in the movie. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Forgot his name is. It, it follows that that's that whole mind head saying to Kit. Kit, <laughs> Ramsey, keep it together. Yeah. Keep it together because Kit yeah, just stands for keep it together. Yeah, keep it together. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> and, uh, I had so hard name? when he was freaking out. He's really good in this movie. I guess what's his name? Uh, Terrence Stamp plays uh, the Terrence? guy. In, yes, the guy in charge of uh, Mindhead or whatever. And this is the same year that the, the Limey came out, where he, which he started. It, it, you know what's funny is that I only know him from the Limey, so that's what's perfect. Really? Hey, I mean, he's yeah. super famous for a lot of things, but yeah, I think I've seen him in other things, but I, I only remember him from that. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, and then Robert Downey Jr.'s in this for random reasons. Uh, he's a uh, he's a big shot uh, agent or something like that, right? Yeah, like I her. wonder where this is in his uh, his attic days. You know, if it's after, right after, or right before. Yeah, I'll look it up. Real quick for us. No, I'm but not, yeah, yeah uh, this, this is dumb shit. But uh, U.S. Marshals came out before that. Uh, oh really? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah, and then after that, to be honest with you, yeah, there's nothing really good. Yeah, he's it's like a bunch of dumb shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, yeah, because I think late nineties he was definitely, I think, out of rehab and stuff. He was definitely until two thousand five for me, which is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Right, that was like he technically did Gothica in two thousand three, but fuck that movie, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Good night and good luck, same year. That's right. That's a good movie. Right, exactly. Then two thousand seven, Iron Man, or Zodiac, and then oh uh, eight is Iron Man. Right. Yep. Yeah, and then after that. Let's fucking go. Yeah. I know what he did in dreams. He was pretty much in the out of out the wagon, whatever you call it, off the wagon. Sorry, not out of the wagon, off the wagon. I think so. And in uh, dreams, it was mid nineties, I believe. Which is the same 90, 99. That was ninety nine. That was ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, I read same stories about year. it. Maybe it was made. I never saw it, so I can't say. Maybe it was made years honest. before that. I just maybe I read something. Uh, I do oh, remember him bad. in U.S. Marshals. That's about it, though. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't know. This is not super interesting, I'm sure. But um, no, it's not. Wh- what's the what meta? I mean, what what makes this movie meta to you? Like, what what's its? Uh, what do you think it's I mean, meta it's about? So many things. It's it's just meta about um, the ridiculousness of Hollywood, the uh, the fact that uh, that he's he's kind of like how he goes about to get anything. If you lie your way through it, you're gonna get through it. Um, how he has a cell phone when he's talking to Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Uh, <laughs> you see, like, cut cord. <laughs> right. It's fucking hilarious. It's great. And, like, I laughed out loud at that point because it's funny. Like, it's so stupid. Um, the Kit Ramsey thing, the fact that he, I mean, the big thing is for me is overall is the Scientology thing. Is, um, it's just so funny how he's like, oh, I see aliens and the Laker girls and I have to show my, 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 uh, my penis oh my God, to the, the Laker girls. Fucking Laker girls. It's so hilarious. It's so hilarious. It's so hilarious because it's like, that's how you see these people. You see these people as fucking retards. You know, not 
I, and that's a bad word to use, but like you see these people like, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like you really need this organization to help you through this shit? Like, or like dumb shit like that. Like they're just using you. They're they, obviously they, they using clearly you. are. Yes. Right. And you're just like, unreal. And it's just like, I, I just think it's so early because in 99, like who the fuck knows about Scientology unless if you're in Hollywood, like, who, <laughs> or who cares about it? Unless if you're in Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the that's the issue with the movie. The issue that movie comes out ten years later in two thousand nine and everybody hears about Scientology. Everybody knows about it. Everybody knows uh, everything about it. You know what I'm saying? Because internet's more prevalent, uh it's more known about it, Tom Cruise is being talked about it, shit like that's going on, so it makes more bigger bigger sense about I mean, it. You know at this time, I mean, this is the year that Isaac Chuck came out, which is what broke up the Scientology it couple, which was Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise based on that right. movie. Right, but right. I don't know that. No, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, I know. It's great. This is great seeing it now. This makes it... Right. That's what I'm saying. In hindsight, watching yeah. it now, you're like, this is fucking great. Yeah, but we probably time, never like, would have put it in our top 10. Or no, I would never fucking then. make that comment if I no. fucking saw it in 99. Even yeah. if I was my age now, I'd be like, fucking Scientology, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my so God. it's like little shit like... But that's I mean, a funny title. For that. <laughs> what is it? Minehead is really funny. Uh, oh, Minehead's hilarious. He's like, he almost has mindfuck too. And that one thing. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, he might uh, as well say, right? And it's just it's just funny. Like, and the way he shoots the movie around him, and he's lying to everybody. And only the only person who fucking knows is uh, uh, Christine Bar- Baranski. Is, uh, what's it called? You know, like, oh, I already knew you were doing it, but I'm an actor at first, you know, before anything. And I, as long as I'm working, who gives a fuck? Fucking flying fuck, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's, so, it's just so funny because, like, it's like they don't care because they know they're not going to be taken serious by anybody else. So they got to take advantage of this situation that they're in. And I, Steve Martin, as Bowfinger, does a great job of, like, selling the movie. It's in, like, we're going to get this, we're going to get that. Um, and uh, also the dog, um, the one of the best movie dogs I've seen. Oh man, loyal. That's I mean, he even practiced with the dog that one of the nights early on. Yes, yes right. He's yes. practicing the same exact uh, commands. You're right. To get right. the dog to like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> with the shoes. <laughs> right, right. That was great. The shoe right. thing was good. I tell you, Eddie Murphy's <sighs> complete like. I don't know. He just, I don't know what he tapped into to make it look so awesome and funny and believable. The way he was so scared and paranoid. What worked for me so well, and every scene, it just worked so well for me, up until leading into the end, right before the helicopters ruined the shot, and the, and the observatory, like the way Heather Graham is like leading him on, with all these like ridiculous commands, like no, you need to help all these things, and all this stuff, and it's just so funny. It works so well for me. Yeah, I agree. It does work for me too, and it's just so funny. I mean, uh... yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just it just worked out like. You know, yeah, it's, know. it's a fun movie. It's a good movie. It's also a very good process movie. Uh, it's a movie about you know the making of something. It doesn't have to be a mo- in this case. It's about movies, but a lot of movies that are like you know the process of how something works throughout the course of a movie. While you're watching that, you know you get a lot of like insight into the characters, and I think this movie does that really well. And you get a lot of insight into the world at you know in that present time. I think you get that really well. And yeah. in this case, an industry where you're you're watching the very art form that it's making fun of, right? So it's very matter that way. So I think it does that really well. It hits all the points really well and unique to their own way. Steve Martin has his own comedic style and dryness yeah. and goofiness that like pairs. I mean, if you if you think about it, 
in in Eddie Murphy is a gigantic actor also, and it works out well because in in real life he's a gigantic actor at this point. Yes, right. I would say so. He's already done Mulan. I mean, he was Metro, huge in the 80s. Nutty Professor, right? Exactly. All of the fucking Beverly Hills Cops are already been done. Yeah, uh, Forty Eight Hours. Movies. We were we saw his movies like a lot of times. We saw a lot of them. Yeah, exactly. Metro, part I love three. Metro. Uh, Doctor Doolittle's done already, and mm-hmm. then he does Bowfinger, and then after that he's Nutty Professor Two, Shrek. And then fuck it. Once Shrek comes out, he's fucking the biggest oh, yeah, star Shrek ever. He's just banking on money. Um, yep, yep, and then yep. Haunted Mansion in 2003 when she's doing little things like that. And I like that daycare after, after that too. Right, 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 right. I mean, he's already done so much shit that you technically he is a big star. And it makes sense. And it's great. You know what's even better about this movie? Hmm. Is the fact that it, it, it chooses a black actor over a white actor. Because like it, anybody, it doesn't matter. You could be a big star regardless, and it makes perfect sense to pick them. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it just it speaks a it speaks speaks it speaks a lot on uh, Steve Martin's like I I would say he has more like probably more pull than he thinks, and he probably picking like I want I want him yeah um in that right. aspect yeah. I I just think it works all because I mean I don't get me wrong I think uh, what's his name Eddie Murphy sells the fuck out of Kit Ramsey and Jif also because I mean Jesus Christ those braces unfucking I mean, real out of the thousands probably <laughs> of multiple characters he's played I think Jif is up there with one of the best Jif is really up there it's crazy he's like I saw movies like oh my god what the fuck he bro? can't like, stop like giggling and it's, he can't stop he's so good it's like and he almost doesn't look like him too. But he's so similar. It's crazy. It's just that smile in yeah. comparison to like the regular, you know, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, you just like you can't not see it. And it's just so funny how like everything happens to fall in line. They're making a movie about aliens. He, he's afraid of aliens. Uh, the Laker girls poster on the bus. The Laker girls. He's, <laughs> like, he wants to show. <laughs> they could, just, like, they could have done that better. <laughs> right. Also, like there's a couple like stereotypes i don't want to say racist because it's not really racist he goes to the border to pick up people who are crossing the border so hire as his crew it's yeah. so funny like this oh, little man. dumb shit like that it's so oh, funny. that was that was insane and there's just a shooting right he's just like he's, just, he's like capturing rabbits or something and really, they become like expert like cameramen and shit and they well, get their own. I, I love later and like one of the lines that they have is like um what is this like, like oh, i love citizen Kane, one of the great classics and they're talking about like films like they're fucking experts and shit yeah and it's so funny and I mean, it just it like he does they do such a good job with like little tidbits in the movie that like i just work so well i mean it's just like it, it you appreciate it more it's just such an adult movie with references everywhere and you appreciate it so much for that reason yeah agreed but um i think in the end that's all i think that's all i have roughly on the movie but it was a fun ride I would say so too. Yeah, it was a fun ride, and I am glad I overall picked it. Super light-hearted movie that I picked, and it was uh, it was fun. It was a fun ride, like like you said. Ditto. Yeah, totally agree. Um, all right, so that is it for the movie, and that is it for our show. You have been listening to another movie podcast. Um, don't forget to follow me if you wish to do so on social media. I'm on Letterbox as well as Twitter. Um, Letterbox I use way more often. And then Twitter, but either way, you can follow me at Armin Filmmaker, which is Filmmaker with A R M E N. Uh, Rough? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Don Rafael, uh, underscore between the Rafa and the L. And then uh, you can follow me on Twitch at Sue Trauma, like the Native American tribe. 
Nice. <laughs> uh, that's I don't know why you said I, currently, I'm playing Returnal on the PS5. For those who couldn't get a PS5, you get to watch me play Returnal. Yeah, exactly. You can watch other people with more expensive games. Totally not rubbing it in at all. No, not at all. Um, remember, guys, we are a bi-weekly show, even though this show is coming out probably a day later than usual. Um, that's totally my bad, by the way. No, that's my bad, too. It's a lot of bad of going around. Nah, um, I Anyway, we are a bi-weekly show, so next time... I'm picking the movies next time. So next time, it's going to be a continuation on my marathon. Uh, the next pick is going to be, you know, I'm doing toxicity stuff. I'm doing toxic beliefs. And uh, the movie I chose for that is going to be Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene which is a movie that came out roughly 11 years ago, um, I want to say. Anyway, check it out. Uh, look, look, look it up for anyone. 10 years ago. It 10 years ago. Okay. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, I was close. And then uh, for the other two movies, uh, I'm going to go with stuff that are, are going to be available on streaming as well as theaters, at least one of them. And that one's going to be In the Heights. I'm going with a musical. Um, I'm just going to go for it. Going with the musical. In the Heights. The John M. Chu movie. Uh, the screenplay by, you know, the musical stage play, Lin-Manuel Miranda, as well as... I was about to say Yeah, it looks interesting. I saw a trailer once. It looked fun. And then I'm going with, for the third movie, I'm going something different. I couldn't find anything. I mean, I just glanced at stuff. I What's upcoming and stuff. Fast 9 comes out a week too late. I would have picked oh, that. Shit. I was about to say, I was like... I would have picked it. I would have done I that. I know you would have. That's what so, I was like, oh, man, we're watching I, Fast Night. Let's go. I wish I could, but I, I unfortunately it comes out in the in-between weeks. After maybe that. I'll take it. So, yeah, maybe you pick it. Anyway, the movie is called The Reckoning. The Reckoning. Reckoning. And there might be a few titles, but I'm talking about the 2021 movie, and it's available on Shudder. It's exclusive to Shudder. Uh, according to uh, the thing... Okay. Yeah, according to the thing, it came out technically 2020, but it's uh, for... USA 2021. 2021, right, exactly. And it's exclusive on Shutter, according to Shutter website anyway, so I'm believing that. And what I like about it is that it's written and directed by Neil Marshall, who is a great director. He did The Descent, for example, and some Ooh. of the best episodes of Game of Thrones, in my opinion. Um, oh. So hopefully this is as good. You know, We'll find out what, if he has the chops to continue making cool movies. So hopefully that's a good pick I did there. Okay. And we'll watch those movies. Um, so that's what we'll be reviewing in two weeks. So until then, I'm Oscar. I'm Ralph. See you later. You will not remember the last hour and a half of what you have just seen. You will forget the contents of this movie.